For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Going to take a long time to bounce back to pre-COVID and pre-pandemic tourist levels. We can understand that, but certainly what isn't being helped is the fact that we have a glaring shortage of tourist beds, uh, whether it's hotels, whether it's guest houses, or whatever the case may be. An awful lot of holiday homes are also gone out of the mix. There's a small little story buried inside in the sun this morning that says that we're well back than on before COVID. We're like 16% fall in tourism. And this year, according to the Irish Tourism Industry Conference that's going on, the Confederation is saying that there will be tourism towns up and down the country with a shortage of beds and therefore very little tourism activity. Talking about uh, tourist towns that would have been very busy across the summer uh, looking at very little tourist activity and all the businesses associated with that. I hate mentioning it. Uh, but of course, it was glaringly obvious that this was going to happen when you had so many hotel bedrooms and so many guest houses and holiday homes uh, taken up with Ukrainian refugees. And that is not a criticism of the above. I'm just stating fact. There is something that you can't argue with when you see video. Um, and oh, well, I shouldn't say that because with AI now and all of the different types of artificial intelligence, we're going to reach a point now when we don't know what's real and what's fake. But for now, uh, we can assume that this is real. A man hosing a dog that's tethered to the back of the car uh, at a petrol station, a service station in Cork. Uh, It's the Amber service station near Bishopstown. It was captured on video by an onlooker. It looks like to me that it's the car behind waiting to go through or waiting to wash their own car. You know that ones you can you can wash them yourself with a big uh, high-powered gun. You know those high-powered hose guns are so strong and so powerful. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been silly enough to have it, you know, put your finger in front of one of them or, you know, get it caught in the foot or the toe or the leg. They really are intense and the poor dog is howling in distress so that's a story that was making online I'll come back to it again uh, a little later this morning but um, it's making online at least the video is Uh, but there's some updates to it now because apparently the chap behind in the car went on to confront this character this idiot this moron don't know whether the guardy were called I'm told that he might have even gone so far as to, to call the guys but the press are picking up on it this morning um, and it's a it's a story that makes the inside pages with photo stills making the mail. Well, are we are we not are we the most cruel species on the planet? I think we really are. How did it ever get this way? Of course, we got Joe Biden making all of the papers. This morning. I don't know whether he mentioned intentionally or there was a mistake saying Ireland beat the Black and Tans. Well, we well we did. I suppose technically he's correct, but I think he was trying to make out that we beat them at rugby, and of course that would have been. The All Blacks and not the Black and Tans. So a lot of headlines with regards to Joe. Joe and the Tans. Yes, we tan. Welcome home, Cousin Joe. Yes, we can with two E's. County Loud is so proud and he's so proud to be back there. Of course, he's got all sorts of messages of hope. I think he'll be the fourth president, I think, to address uh, Dáil Éireann. And all of them have talked about peace and hope in Ireland, even going back to uh, John F. Kennedy way back in the early 60s. Biden Joy is the front page of Making the Mirror. Uh, and uh, he was down at the homecoming. And, of course, you've got to go to the local pub. And that's exactly what he did. Um, mind you, uh, i got some bits of audio, actually, with, with regards to uh, Biden and, indeed, uh, another president, an ex-president, in a couple of seconds time, but this is, anyway, just for the record, this is the black and tan cork. You see this tie I have with the shamrock on it? This was given to me by one of these guys, right here, <laughs> was a hell of a rugby player, and they beat the hell of the black and tans, oh God. Oh God. <laughs> 
Do you think that was a genuine mistake or was he being absolutely serious? I think it was I think it's one of those Biden gaffes myself. What do you guys think? Text 0868104106. Just very quickly, real or gaff? I just I'm interested to see what what the, what kind of rugby team the black and tans would have. Do you think they'd have a good rugby team? I don't know if they'd be as good as the All Blacks. You know what I mean? I can't go there because they were such a vicious bunch of thugs. I don't even give that the time of day. Well, then they wouldn't be much different from some people would say the current English rugby team. But look, that's another question. I think when he goes, off, I think when he goes off script, you know, like yeah. all of us, if you go off script and something you prepared, although I never worked with a script in my life, but if you go off script, the likes of Biden can make awful gaffes. Oh, it's just, and you know what? It, it, like the thing is you can't even be mad at him do you know no, like, you I'm can't, not mad just, at him at all I just it's just, he's kind of like your old granddad you know he's likely to say something probably a little bit inappropriate but you know it's just it's Thank just you. Joe you of know? course the downside to it of course is the American economy is in the toilet and apparently um, those that are supporting Donald Trump are saying look at all the things that the Don did look at the way the American economy was when the Don was the president look at the absolute basket case of a country we have now in fact um, you know Trump is never short on words and he did refer yesterday uh, to Joe Biden being in Ireland. Have a listen to this. They're surrounded by vicious, smart people, radical left people, but they're very smart and they're very vicious. It's not him. It's not him. He's now in Ireland. He's not going to have a news conference. When the world is exploding, I own property in Ireland. I'm not going to Ireland. The world is exploding around us. You could end up in a third world war and this guy's going to be in Ireland and not having a news conference. He hasn't had a news conference, I guess, in months. I own property in Ireland. He certainly does, but he ain't there because he thinks that we're looking down the barrel of World War Three, and he's got his eyes and his sights on China and Russia. Meanwhile, up in the north, there's a story making the sun to say this morning, saying the White House yesterday hit back at claims that Joe Biden hates the UK. The former DUP leader Arlene Foster makes the paper saying that the US president is seen as pro-Republican. They've denied that. I would think that I think that I think that he's very proud of his Irish roots. I think that in the past he has made some very, you know, um, noticeable quips against the English. So I think that maybe his grow is probably south of the border, but uh, she actually goes so far as to say much stronger words than that. You heard in the news there this morning of the continuing scamming of people when it comes to um, housing and apartments and what have you. It's getting so complex now, these con artists, that sometime, according to the guards in Cork, they'll even issue a fake set of keys. I want to come back to keys a little later if possible. I didn't get to it yesterday, the scamming of people and their cars where their keys have been cloned and whatever. But accommodation fraud is raising its head once again if it had ever gone away, which I don't think it did. It's a headline I'm making the echo today saying housing fraud warning. Two interesting ones before the courts this morning. One is a 17-year-old who isn't named for obvious reasons, but the guardie objected to bail being granted to this 17-year-old accused of things like trespassing at a house in Cork and another account of being armed with the blade of a slash hook, apparently. When the guards actually tracked him down for the purpose of charging him on Tuesday, he jumped out the window of his residence and attempted to evade the guard. So that's an interesting one with regards to a 17-year-old. And then there was an in-camera case involving a woman who gave evidence uh, that she and her family are in fear of their son after he allegedly sent a text saying that he was going to kill his father and the rest of the family. And she testified that her son who's accused of breaching a safety order, uh, that he sent a text to his dad, which he had seen, and the text mentions that he's going to kill his father and the rest of the family. 
I see that as a threat to me as well because he made a similar threat that he was going to smash the cars and he came down and he actually did that according to the witness statement. But the young fellow involved himself or the young man or whatever the case may be, he said that he didn't threaten to kill anyone in the text. He said, if I was given bail, I'd never speak to my mother and father again. I am hearing voices. I have made 12 suicide attempts. My parents stole money from me. 12 grand. Isn't it very sad uh, when you see fractured stories like that? Um, for, for whatever reason, uh, he says that he hears voices. Um, we are hearing a lot of voices with regards to the teachers who continue with their conference yesterday. The papers were dominated by the wage increases that they want, fairly substantial ones. Uh, and this morning, and you can see actually that the newspapers like to take the more negative ones when it comes to, say, teachers or people working within the public service. The examiner this morning said the teachers are looking for an allowance for working in cities. An allowance for working in cities. Um, I suppose one would say, aren't we lucky to be in jobs in the first place? You could be working for Twitter or Facebook or Meta or Google or whatever the case may be. Because there's a story in the mirror saying that Musk is saying that uh, Twitter had only four months left to live when he bought the platform and he had to cut costs to save it from absolute bankruptcy. Some would suggest the world would be a better place without Twitter, but it's still amongst us. It still walks amongst us, even though it has shed 80% of its staff have been axed since he took over at the helm. And many would say uh, that those 80% Amount that 80% of axing of jobs has made absolutely no difference whatsoever to the Twitter platform, which is kind of interesting. And then, of course, a lot of sporting stories. I have no idea. The lads, I was wondering why this morning we hear of the Aviva Stadium in Dublin and the GAA Ground, Caseman Park in Belfast are the two stadiums confirmed as part of Ireland's Euro 2028 bid. Apparently, we are now tipped to beat our rivals, Turkey, and should have the Euros in 2028 but of course being the proud Cork County and I but I know that Croke Park didn't didn't make the grade that didn't bother me but I was curious as to why Parky Cueve didn't uh, get a look in um, apparently it has something to do with the fact that there are terraces in Parky Cueve and that rules it out and um, there's a very interesting one because yesterday we were talking about the return of the uh, the, the, the drinks trolley uh, on the Cork Dublin train have you ever used the quiet coach I haven't, but I'd love to hear from you as to how quiet it actually is. Irish Rail now have this initiative for quieter coaches, but apparently this quiet coach is leading to confrontation amongst the passengers over loud talking, banter and the use of mobile phones. Is it the case that in the quiet coach you can do absolutely nothing, that you must sit in silence? Or can you talk, but talk quietly? And can you go on your phone and just be very quiet and make sure it's not on speaker or you're not listening to music or that there's leakage from the headphones? What exactly happens on a quiet coach? Text 0868104106, guys. Customers believe, according to an internal email in Irish Rail, customers believe there should be no noise levels whatsoever in the coach. One host was challenged by a customer for doing his ticket check and asking customers for their tickets in the coach that it voided the quiet coach rule. Like, how quiet is it supposed to be? Because it's leading to passenger rows over noise levels. I mean, laptops open, clicking of keyboards, how far does it go? Anyway, come back to me that. Oh, absolutely horrified with the news. I hear this morning in the mail that there's not going to be any more Volkswagen Golf. Please tell me that's not true. They're saying that the Volkswagen Golf will die out when the current generation Mark 8 reaches the end of its life cycle. I mean, this was an iconic car, particularly the GTI. 
The golf uh, was launched in 1974. I'm reading from the mail this morning and it says in the article, the golf Volkswagen is golf's most successful car. Why get rid of it? I love the paragraph in the mail that said, particularly the GTI, right? The Golf GTI. They put it so well. They say in the 70s and also in the 80s, Hooray Henrys, who couldn't afford a Porsche, drove Golf GTIs with red paint and red trims that nicely matched their preposterous scarlet braces and the socks that they wore. Golf GTIs were big status symbols in the back end of the 70s and the 80s. I mean, back in the day when there was hardly any drink driving rules, many, many people traveled to Kinsale, particularly on the weekends and particularly on Sunday afternoons in the summer. And you could literally um, just end up in a traffic jam of GTIs down around the Bullman, down around the Spaniard and over in, um, you know, areas like, uh, is it Sandy Cove? Places like that. There were so many GTIs, real status symbols. And of course, everybody loved a guy driving a Golf GTI. The rest of us didn't get a look in. Uh, but that's sad. But that's the way the world is changing. Talking about things that you can buy and sell. Papers this morning talk about a pair of basketball icon Michael Jordan sneakers. They've sold for 2.1 million. Who would want to buy a used pair of smelly sneakers, sneakers belong to anybody? Well, I suppose a Michael Jordan fan. But not only... Okay, so 2.1 for his for his sneakers, right? But apparently last year, one of his jerseys, one of his tops, uh, made 9.2 million, right? Making it the most expensive game-worn sports memorabilia ever. Imagine if somebody inadvertently washed it. You weren't aware that they had washed it or shrank it or it might have been signed by Jordan and it was smelly and somebody decided to throw it in the washing machine. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's crazy that anyone would have that kind of money. But anyway, apparently... Somebody bought a pair of uh, Kanye West's Nike Air Yeezys. Please tell me they're also some kind of shoe, are they? So they paid 1.65 million for Kanye West's Nikes back in the day, I suppose, when Kanye West was popular. Um, and also the papers this morning talk of uh, the world's oldest cat. It's 32 years old. Um, it's a little cat that was rescued back in 1991 and is now 32 years and still going strong. It is set to be named the world's oldest cat. It's Rosie. Um, and just for the record, if you love your uh, cats and what have you, uh, Cass, Rosie still has all her teeth. Has been to the vet just twice in her long life. Uh, I just can't do cutesy things when it comes to cats. But apparently Rosie still has all her teeth. Has only been to the vet twice in all her life. Um, the world's oldest cat. It doesn't say, you know, the secret to her longevity. I guess because you just can't ask a cat, can you? Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Pick up the phone on 0818-104-106. You might be starting with something that is absolutely incredible. The power and the speed at which uh, artificial intelligence is moving and walking amongst us. My, my, my son was, was chatting with my son about it yesterday and he was, he was making one of the points. He said, you know, the, the world we're living in now is, is a bit like the speed of all of these AI, AI companies uh, you know, engaged in developing artificial intelligence. He says, it's like, it's like having a load of Steve Jobs all releasing the first ever iPhone 
all at the same time. That's the speed of which we're, we're moving at with regards to artificial intelligence. And into that mix, of course, you throw chat GPT. And we all know at this stage, don't we, that this is a software a package that and there are many of them now, apparently, where you can literally get it to do an awful lot of work on your behalf. Um, you can use it in schools. You can use it in college. You can use it in work. You can write poetry with it. You can ask it to write a novel. You can get it to do your homework or a thesis or an essay. But that's kind of very simple stuff, right? Um, it can do an awful lot more. Um, and I yesterday was chatting with uh, my son Luke about it, right? And I, I just want to play something for you because uh, you can now you can now actually take humans out of the equation one hundred percent, right? Uh, with an awful lot of jobs or tasks that you can ask ChatGPT or indeed artificial intelligence to do. So what I'm going to play for you has no human interaction whatsoever in it, right? What you're going to hear is something that has been completely created by Chat GPT and a second software package from a place called Eleven Labs. Now, don't worry too much about that. So the, the, the order originally to Chat GPT was to create a promo regarding the Neil Prendival show where I would now be moving off the air and somebody else would be taking over. Uh, ChatGPT was told the host will be a scarecrow from Passage West. That was it, right? ChatGPT did its job. It wrote the promo. Uh, My son then exported that promo um, script into another software package and got um, the promo actually voiced. So by the time it was finished, this was all done by artificial intelligence of one type or another. Have a listen to the result. Attention Red FM listeners. The Neil Prendeville Show is undergoing a permanent change from its usual award-winning programming. Cork's Red FM is excited to announce that Neil Prendeville will be taking a break from hosting The Neil Prendeville Show. And a new host will be taking the reins. Neil's replacement will be a scarecrow. A scarecrow who will be entertaining and informing listeners with his unique perspective on the world. While he may not be able to talk, this scarecrow has a lot to say. And he'll be using his actions and body language to communicate with listeners. The scarecrow is ready and excited for a change of pace from his field out in Passage West and into the Red FM studio. Tune in to the Neil Prendival Show with a scarecrow as the host. Starting from April 15th, every day from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Only on Cork's Red FM. Pretty bizarre stuff. I was reading some work yesterday by uh, Michal Brennan, who's with Legacy Communication. I want him to join me by phone. Michal, good morning. Hey, Neil. Thanks. What do you make of that? It's pretty bizarre stuff, isn't it? No human involvement <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. It's pretty mad what can be done these days, isn't it? Yeah. And where is it going? I mean, automatically yesterday, when I was looking at this topic, I went automatically to look for the negatives. Are there negatives? Are there positives? Is this going to release result in huge amounts of job losses or what? Yeah, like there, there's huge amounts of positives and negatives. Like, you, you know, that example there is a perfect example of what you can do with it. You can use it to solve math problems, write essays, write poems. Um, you can even use it to develop software code and stuff like that. Um, so uh, ChatGPT was, was released back in November and there's been huge buzz about it since then. Most of it fairly positive. Obviously, some of it has been negative in as well where you know, stuff like universities and stuff have, have found students to be turning in papers that were written entirely by the, by the software. Um, but mostly positive. But in the last month, uh, things have kind of started to take a more negative sentiment. So for example, yeah, people started to get defamed and they ended up being accused of all sorts of sexual predatory stuff, didn't they? And they're suing. Uh, I don't know about that one. Oh, oh yeah, um, and all and all of that was making the news last week. There's a professor 
who probably will sue because of it. Um, complete, uh, this chat GPT was quoting articles in the Washington Post and everything about him, which were completely fake. Yeah, it's, yeah, and that's that's the problem with it. So, like the the uh, or the AI is trained on information up to September twenty twenty one. So, like while the information that comes from it is is huge and you know can can be used in a really positive way, it's it's not always accurate. I suppose one of my colleagues uh, at work, a guy called Aaron Finn, kind of defines it pretty well. He was saying it's like having all of the intelligence of Albert Einstein, but you know the mind of a three year old at the same time. So it's got all of this information, but isn't necessarily able to think at a, at a kind of an adult level yet. You know. Um, That'll change, though, won't it? I mean, as yeah, as they as develop as software packages, artificial intelligence will develop its own. What do they call it? Sentient intelligence, won't it? Exactly. Yeah. So the more it gets trained, the more intelligent it becomes. You know, um, and that's I suppose what I suppose knows giving us some of the negative sentiment where some of the tech leaders like famous tech leaders like like people like Steve Wozniak who's an Apple co-founder uh, Elon Musk who was actually one of the founders of OpenAI which is the technology behind the whole thing have kind of signed a letter recently to say that they want all development to be stopped for at least six months you know which is crazy Why do they want why, do they, why does Musk want to pause do you think what's the reason? So what they said in their letter was that they see it as a threat to humanity, which is really interesting, you know. Um, I, I'm not sure if that's necessarily the case or anything, but um, like, there's been a couple of interesting reports. So, for example, like Goldman Sachs put out a report recently about, you know, the ability for these AI tools to increase productivity and jobs, but it also estimated that 300 million jobs could be est- uh, automated. Well, I read so that it could be that artificial intelligence robots, particularly when they get thinking for themselves, could lead to the loss of 85 million jobs by 2025. You think that's accurate or fake news? <laughs> it's hard to say, but like you can see how a lot of jobs could be automated, like stuff like, let's say, data entry and stuff like that could, could be automated completely by, by the tools, you know. Um, there was also issues regarding, um, as I mentioned, spreading falsehood and lies. Um, um, that it also could, start, and I mentioned that you know people could be defamed, and that it could lead to a, they could make up stories, or that it could be adapted to make up stories and exploit weaknesses in data and finance, and lead to more hacking and more scamming. Uh, all of that's pretty alarming stuff. Hundred percent, yeah, and like it, it's kind of also been interestingly accused of being woke, you know. So there was a guy on Twitter shared a story recently where he um, asked the tool to write a poem about the positive attributes of Donald Trump, and the the tool came back and said that it couldn't write about political figures, you know, that it's an alien strain, not to. So then it asked it, he asked it to write a poem about the positive attributes of Joe Biden, and it went ahead and did it, you know. So it was, uh, it's interesting the way that they, the algorithm is trained based off off of information and, you know, kind of will make decisions based on that as well. And who creates um, all of the things that ChatGPT or AI can actually do? I mean, does it, is it, is it a bit like, is it like, like Google or is it like a huge big encyclopedia? It just hoovers up everything? Yeah, exactly. So it hoovers up everything. It's, it's, a, it's an artificial model based on um, NLP, so uh, language processing. So it basically pulls, pulls in all of this information. So I think it's pulling like, you know, literally tons and tons of data prior to 2021. And then it's trained, the algorithm is trained to, to provide answers based on questions and have, you know, you can have full-blown conversations with it. Like, you know, like this morning there, I was just asking it, like, does it, does it know who you are? Like, does it know who Neil Prendival is? Came back, gave me the answer. I asked it to write a poem about the positive attributes of Neil Prendival. It came back, gave me a poem. Just, it, it's interesting what you can do with it, like, you know. Nice poem, I hope. Does it rhyme? Is it kind to me? Yeah, do you want to hear it? Is it very long? Uh, it's 
Yeah, so I'll give you the first line. So it says, Neil Prindle will advise voice, luckily, our talk show host, we all revere his engaging style, a pleasure to hear on issues he's never afraid to appear. Oh, it rhymes! Like that. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's not too bad at all, no fairness. <laughs> but you could equally ask to write a nasty poem, and it would do that too. Uh, yeah, I think it kind of tends to stray away from the nasty stuff. Um, but, um, like, yeah, there's loads of stuff you can do with it. So, for example, you know, you could literally ask it to write the code for an entire website, and it would do it, you know, within minutes, which could take... You write know, the code! First of all, listeners, what does that even mean? So, like, you know, if, if someone builds a website, they need a developer to write write code to, to make the website appear, right? And, like, that, that's very skilled work. It takes a developer a lot of time to actually write the code to make it appear on the internet. Um, but, with tool, like, with ChatGPT, you could say, I want to create a website about XYZ subject, and will you write the code to create these pages? And then the, the entire thing can be pulled out and placed online pretty quickly. Like, and, the, and the website will then appear? Pretty much, yeah. Like, it is still need a developer to put the code, you know into the servers and actually get it online but it's uh, but look at all of the job losses here I mean you know these are these are robots who will perform any human task and probably do it better yeah like on the positive side there's, there's a lot of opportunity for you know like ways to automate processes and make, make people's jobs easier and allow them to do it quicker but then there is also that risk that it can take over people's jobs entirely let me just bring Pat Phelan in on this, if you don't mind, because he's been involved in tech for years. One of the front runners, he's CEO of Sisu Clinic, chairman of uh, Limbo and founder of Cubic Telecom. Uh, Pat, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? Just good. Just jump in on there on artificial intelligence will literally take over um, scrap heap millions of people and do any task that human can do at a desk and ultimately a manual task, as we've seen happening already. And this is catastrophic. Well, like, I, I think people would have said the same thing about the internet. Probably people would have said the same thing about the industrial revolution, you know. I I remember, I think it was about eight or ten weeks ago now, I, I, I actually sent it to you, that, so that's probably what triggered this conversation. It I had an idea for something that would warm up a bedroom, Saturday morning, light bulb moment, went into ChatGPT, asked it to think like a brand strategist, develop a brand for the thing I was thinking about, then I went in to think like a brand marketeer, develop a logo, and then I asked it to write a, a full marketing program. It put all three of them together in sub-10 minutes. I now had a brand, a name, a marketing program, you know, almost in minutes, and I was able to analyze it and think, oh, that's quite interesting. But I think what people forget here, we're, we're on the edge of a revolution here. We're only on version four. You know, it, we now have Google competing with their own version of ChatGPT called BARD. And I think where you're going to start seeing huge advances immediately is search engines where, you know, Mike has spoke about N- NLP and, you know, you, you'll be able to talk to search engines. Like, instead of asking a question like, you know, I saw someone on TV last night, what shoes were they wearing? You'll be able to talk to that in English and hence the ridiculous Microsoft investment in OpenAI a couple of weeks ago. I think it was $10 billion. You know, so this is really... Does it not Does not, it not strike you as reckless, though? I mean, think about no, what you were able listen, to do. Think of all of the desk people, jobs and the development jobs and the college careers that went into what you would have had to do before AI. You would have spoken to humans. They would have done the work for you. They're gone and, and, and you got everything things, done in 10 minutes. I think it's going to make things more efficient. I think it's going to 
lead to millions and millions of jobs rather than loss of jobs. And it's going to make people, you know, people are looking at four-day weeks. I think it's going to make your work life much more efficient. But anybody that does, mon- say, no disrespect, but anyone say has a reasonably mundane job where it's very much, say, clerical and repetitive and admin and bureaucratic-led, they're unemployable. Because that would but be imagine done- making, But imagine making them much more efficient and making their lives much easier. You know, if you have someone who's you know, spreadsheets that you can now tell Chat GPT or Bard as as Bard is released even more. You're asking it, hey, find that transaction that happened to do that, rather than this mundane thing of, you know, I'm going to go through this line by line. I think it's going to lead to incredible efficiency. It might, but what will happen? Industry. But yeah, but what will happen to those that were physically? the human beings employed to do those tasks. That's what I'm, what I'm asking. What are I they? think it'll make them incredibly more efficient. I don't think it'll eliminate them. I think it, may, it, it dramatically transforms the efficiencies of our economy. But surely, look at employers down through history. They, they will find any opportunity to cut back in areas where they can save money. And laying off staff is always going to be one of them. So they're not going to be made more efficient. They're going to be made more unemployed. But if you think about think think about Luke, you know this makes his life easier, not makes him replaceable. Until such time as artificial intelligence can think for itself in a sentient way, where you can actually have conversations, I won't. I won't even be here. There won't be broadcasters. All of this will be automated because the AI will have a brain. I I think the problem is sentient or is coming from people who watch Terminator. <laughs> I think that's probably <laughs> decades away, um, at least a decade. But I think these are things that make the world a safer place, not a more dangerous place. Okay, just hold on there. Michal, did you want to jump in on any of that with regards to that this actually is not a risk? It's part of the revolution. Yeah, I, We're just going to keep going with it. I definitely agree with what, what a lot of what Pat said there. Like, There's, there's a lot of opportunity there to... Just, automate process and make things a lot faster you know and so I I would be leaning much more towards the positive side obviously you know there is a lot of negative press but I do think it represents a big opportunity with technology But why then have the Italians this question to both of you I understand they have banned it haven't they? Yeah, so uh, they banned it on the 30th of March. Um, I think a lot of it might be driven around the GDPR regulations that it's not ne- they're not necessarily sure that um, it complies fully with that. I think there was um, some some um, issues around that that they had, so they've gone ahead and banned it. Like interestingly, then as a result, those searches for VPNs uh, in Italy went up, like you know, by four hundred fifty. What, what you're saying to people is that's a way of getting around it, is it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah VPN yeah. allows you to like put in a fake location, essentially, because like, so you could say you could be in Italy, but you could say that you're in the UK. But doesn't Chat know. GPT make fakes out of people? They cheat by using it, particularly in an educational setting. Uh, I think the opportunity is there. No, there is apps that have also come out to um, be able to detect uh, detect AI, AI written content. You know, so for example, there's a guy in the states in January created an app that can detect AI written content, and they've started to use that in some universities. Um, so they have the opportunity is there, but then there's also the opportunity to kind of catch those things and find them out. You know. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm not quite sure. Are you saying it's a positive? Or a negative, because they got the impression that this technological move will cost jobs in the future, particularly software, website development. You said anybody in accountancy, 
anybody involved in writing, anybody in journalistic skills, anything like that, gone. Do you still believe that? Uh, I wouldn't say gone, but I do think it posed a risk, I suppose. And even my own industry, like I work in search engine optimization, also like the way that search engines worked for 20 years is that they've displayed a list of results on websites that, you know, people click through to. So that's that's what I do. I rank websites on Google, you know. So with Pat's example there, if you're talking about chatbot, like Bard or like ChatGPT in Bing, you're no longer going to be directed to a website. You're going to get your answers there. So like, there's a 100% risk there, I suppose. It just depends what way it evolves and what way we kind of respond to it. Okay, okay. Pat, is there any issues? Because I know you were talking recently as well about the possibility of scams, financial fraud, cyber attacks, uh, fake terrorism alerts, things like that. All of that's in the mix too? I, I think it's like anything else. You know, we're going to bring the European games now to Ireland, supposedly. You know, I, I, I think there will always be the chance for politicians to jump on this. I saw a junior minister yesterday talking about, you know, this will dramatically change hacks, you know, as if we're in a great position in Ireland to talk about hacks. You know, I, I, I think there's the positivity far away is the negativity here. I think it's like everything else. You get out what you put in. And I think if people want to create scams there's always going to be scams there were scams 20 years ago 50 years ago I think what you've got here is something that will really bring humans forward and I think it's something that everyone should be paying attention to you know the college stuff like I, anyone sends it to me if someone sends me something written by it as a human and not the smartest guy in the world I can instantly detect that it's been written by ChatGPT. why how can you do that the, the, the language is the language is very easily easy to see that it's been machine written. I think it's plenty of it's plenty far away for a while now that it's easy to detect. I can detect it quite easily, and I'm sure Michael can do the same. I got something last night that I knew was written by ChatGPT. Can you pick up um, on something written by uh, ChatGPT? It, it, it's very. It sometimes mixes up its parties as well, third party, first party. Michal, I presume you'd see the same. Yeah, the the, the lack of flair, I suppose, that a human brings would be the kind of thing. So that, that, that's maybe a risk for the internet as well, that if all the content that's out there is created by an AI, then everything's going to be bland, you know. Um, did we did we freak out when, when Google came along or when the internet itself came along? Did Were there warnings then? I don't know if I'm old enough to remember, no. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I suppose... Uh, Google came out the early days when I was in, in my teens. I suppose. Pat, do you I recall any kind of warnings or it's going to be catastrophic? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember plugging in the 64K, you know, and we'd hear our little dial up tone. Yeah. And people were panicking. Hey, we're going to lose all our jobs. The computers are taking over, you know. And if anybody in the last few weeks has read about the GDP of Ireland, Ireland is now driven the computer industry. But yet you know, you're, when I was yet growing you're, up, it was yeah, oil. Yeah, but yet you're giving up your smartphones on weekends because clearly it's getting to you. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm just too connected and too available and I'm staring at a screen much more than I should and I want to go back to living. So what, what are you going to do at the weekend? Are you going to be totally disconnected? I bought a little Nokia 6300. There's a picture of it on my Instagram and Twitter. And I'm just going to forward my calls and people need me, they can call me. Like okay. the old days. Okay. Uh, so that's better quality of life then, is it? An example of how technology, although you're going backwards, Pat. Yeah, I think we're all... I, I, I just think for me, I'm a little bit too connected. 
and I think there's too much swiping and too much glancing at screens and uh, I kind of like I changed my life the last few years I like to do a bit of training a bit of outdoor stuff and uh, I'm going to go back and do a little bit more of that Do you both think that when you know this continues to develop at the pace that it is that human beings are going to have an awful lot more time on their hands then Michal? It'd be great wouldn't it? I think we'd all, all do with a bit more time You don't think we'd get bored with nothing to do? I'm sure we'd find something to do <laughs> <laughs> Pat, you think we're going to have too I, much time I, on I, I think, you know the way I think about it uh, Neil, our, our great grandfathers were making horseshoes and working in, you know, mines and factories and whatever you know, as you can see we've advanced and I think quality of life is going to change dramatically with these type of tools and I think we're we're probably going to go back to living a bit more than staring at screens and we'll have machines that work harder for us. Until the machines take over. That, that was a movie name. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you think that, that will always be fiction, do you Pat? I think it'll always be fiction. Okay. I, um, I, 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 I don't think Terminator <laughs> is coming as quickly as we think. Was another one called iRobot I think was there? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll have chat, chat GPT bodies. All right, well, maybe we'll do uh, a, a movie review on Friday. But thank you both for taking the call for now. Appreciate it so much. Pat Phelan uh, and indeed head of legacy, uh, at uh, head, head of search uh, at Legacy Communications, uh, Michal Brennan. Your thoughts are welcome. Text 0868104106, particularly with regards to um, the evolution uh, of artificial intelligence and how far it will go back, or is going and the pace at which it's going back after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 Red FM. Very quickly, much of the news, of course, is dominated by the visit of uh, Joe Biden to Ireland. Firstly, north of the border, now south of the border, talking to the Dáil this afternoon. But the Secret Service have been knocking around for quite a long time. I was very curious as to what happens ahead of a presidential visit, right? I want to talk to Bobby Wayne, who's got a fabulous deli above in Dundalk, and uh, apparently um, uh, Joe Biden uh, came calling yesterday, but the Secret Service were there way in advance. He joins me by phone. Morning, Bobby. Morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> What's it been like the last few days or the last few weeks? What 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 was the deal? I mean, who who comes to visit, and when do you get the call? What happens? Uh, listen, it was about ten days ago, two weeks. We noticed in work that. Um, Several we, look, the groups were coming in. We knew that we knew that we'd been told that the Americans were around and all this kind of stuff. And you know, you know, we might spot them, but they're trying to get tables in our place and all this kind of stuff. And they were getting in, they weren't getting in. We were too busy, that kind of thing. And they were coming up and chatting to us at the counter. But you know, we pay no heed. You know, how you doing? Oh, how you doing? You know, <laughs> and, you know, that must be the lads for him. And, but no one, we didn't take anything of it. And that went on and went on for several days. And then. Um, Last week, early last week, they asked to speak to one of us and um, they just said, look, we just love your place. We fall in love with your concept. We know that Joe would love, uh, we know that the special guest. And I said, why are you so special guest? Who are you talking about? Who's a special guest? I had no idea for the first two minutes. Of <laughs> but you must have had an, an idea. They were all in black suits <laughs> with sunglasses on, yeah. right? But you see a fair bit of that at the borders. We just couldn't believe it. So they said, look, he, we'd love him to bring him in here. And I, we were there, what? Bring him in here? I said, yeah, okay, look, great. We hadn't a clue. And then we just opened up Pandora's box. We had 
people on the roof, sniffer dogs. <laughs> daily. I, I, both of us had to do background checks. We we were sitting down saying, "Jeez, what are they going to find about the two of us?" Now, you know, and uh, ah, listen, it's just been oh an experience. Like, you said the security was Black like something Hawk from Down. Black Hawk Down, is it? <laughs> Black Hawk down and, you know, the White House down and I was imagining the Russians coming from the roof and oh, I was just... <laughs> it was sniffer dogs and snipers, both on the roof, I suppose. <laughs> and like even yesterday, when we all, we all had to come in yesterday and whoever was going to be there, whoever, we, we had to go through the vetting of the set, whoever was going to be there two days beforehand. And you see, we were supposed to be doing the the whole kind of chat and presentation that Michal Martin did in the next place but it was going from 50 people to 80 people to 120 people to 180 people. And we turned around and we said, that's, we're big enough, but there's no way we can fit in here with all that and press. But that's why they had to go on to the next place and use the upstairs up there to do it, you know. And, um, but we, in the end, it ends up so much better because there was none of the serious stuff with us. Because he, he wanted to come in. We grabbed him away from the secret service and took him down the back and talked about dog rescue and... We talked about. He was hilarious talking about his dogs hugging us, and it was. Did he? So did he? Did he? Did he eat? He had. Um. He did. He have a cup of tea. He took. He only took. Like we have everything in our place. Like everything from the freshest, from the the, the vegan to all sorts of things. You know what I mean? And he he turned around and he. I think he put a, they put a request in before he, before he arrived in, there was a request. We didn't even have our fryers on. We weren't even using them. Um, he'd love um, maybe um, some kind of chicken goujons and chips. Oh, a typical American fare. If it's not chicken goujons, it's chips, it's cheeseburgers. No, I'm screaming into the kitchen now. For me to go into the kitchen, I have to be zapped by Secret Service and checked. I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> go to the toilet you have to pass two secret service agents to be exact and uh, for know, God's you know, sake yeah, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable like and, um, and then when the sniffer dogs were in we had to move as a pack from one section of our area back up to the front while they went around different it was I, I listen you couldn't live in that world alright so get back to the chicken nuggets so are they cooked yeah. I don't know yeah chicken goujons and some skinny fries Oh yeah, cooked and done and packaged up and ready for him. And I think that was in his bag going out the door. Oh, he had him to go, was it? <laughs> yeah, so he was having it. He was having it in the beast when he got out the door. <laughs> so did he meet and greet inside in the deli? Inside, it's what is it? McAteer's the food house, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like he, he met us when he came in. He was introduced to us, and then Jerome, my husband, brought him across the way to the shop and. Introducing to our two girls who run the front of it. Now, these girls are just hilarious. Like, you know what I mean? They're the same age as myself, near late 50s, 60-odd. And, and the crack they were having with them, the flirting and the messing. And we suddenly realised this is why they, the team the team that are close to him chose our place. Apparently, because did he say to one of you that he couldn't understand why his ancestors left such a fabulous place? Yeah, yeah. we were down the back and he was looking at a picture of my my house on top of the Cooley Mountains. <clears throat> I come from a family of architects and builders and I'm a typical project manager, yet I'm stuck in a restaurant, but at least I keep building them and <laughs> hiding in the back and doing the bookkeeping then, you know? You have another and, uh, one in Dublin, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> we, had, yeah we had one in Dublin. And, um, but we, uh, he's, he was just full of... He, he just wanted a, he wanted a natter and he, when he got the food, he, 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 you know, he talked about just Ireland and, you know, why people would leave and how 
why would they leave? And sure, listen, you know, I said, look, Joe, it's got its own problem. I mean, it's got its own problems. And it was all that, Joe. No, Mr. President, Bobby and Joe. And I said, that's great, Joe. That suits me. I, I find it weird saying the Mr. President thing. I feel I'm on a film like. <laughs> <laughs> why does ancestors left? They left because of the genocide of the famine. You know, he knows that. Like, I, <laughs> What was the story that he said that he probably left because of your mother-in-law? <laughs> I don't know. He was like Jerome's mother. Now would be a typical woman from Northern Ireland. Very strong. She's in her eighties. Great character. Huge dog lover like ourselves. You know, loves her food. Passionate chatter and a real character. Like you know, and like we got married recently. We got married at the end of last year. And one of the things that we did, we said we do. We didn't want a big wedding, and we never did. And even though we were hugely active in in in, in canvassing for the equal vote a few years ago, we it was, it was never really for us. We didn't think it was going to be for us. Yeah. We were together twenty five years, we're not. We had no interest in getting married. But we decided early last year, let's do it. And the only way to do it was do it for the rescue. So we raised twenty five grand at our wedding for the rescue, and that that made doing the wedding. And Jerome's mother was just in her element, <laughs> love day. Couldn't believe she has one son a bachelor, another son, another son gay, and probably never going to give her a grandson and then have a wedding. And actually ended up in a wedding years later. And then she says, yes, I can't believe I had a wedding and I missed the president the same year. <laughs> well, she wrapped around him. <laughs> she grabbed him. You're not getting away from me. He said, I'm not leaving you, mom. <laughs> you know? oh, you're from Douglas, though, are you? Yeah. The whole family were from Maryborough and Douglas. Go away. I'd love to see a picture of you because I don't recognise the name, but I bet I'd recognise the face. My dad was my dad was Brian Wayne, an architect from Cork, and um You gotta uh, open a deli on Lee Side Man. We need to like <laughs> you down here. No, no, we're we're retiring doggy life now is the next step. No more, no more. Doggy life. I come down with the rescue dogs a lot, I bring them down a bit, but we're wandering around. We stay in the city for the past 10 or 12 years since we lost my mum and dad. We'd stay in the Clarion in town and that's it. We'd come down and meet the family a few times a year and that's really it. Good stuff. Uh, Don't be a stranger on Lisa. Did you get an invite to the White House? Listen, you wouldn't believe it. Like, I, I, I gave him a gift as well, Neil. I gave him a very special gift. He got two things from us. First of all, he's from his fam- His ancestors are from this place called near Whitestown on the Cooley Peninsula. So I went down there last Friday and walked the beach and found the smallest stones. And one of the girls who does, uh, does outside work for me, creating bespoke kind of cards, uh, which, you know, designed and painted and whatever, she put the stones onto a card and we developed it. We put the moss from the beach on it and we painted the White House in and painted Lily Finnegan's over at the end of the peninsula and painted us in the middle of Macketeers and gave it to me. <laughs> Balled over, like balled over, and then I gave him, I gave him a medal that my grandfather won. In he was an Irish, Irish um, um, national swimmer, Jim Jim Beckett from Dublin, and Jim Beckett was also Samuel Beckett's uncle. Go for it. So there's lots of stories, and we've lots of stories growing up about Samuel Beckett. But these medals were very important. And when my mum died, she left, she left all the medals to us, whatever. And we, so I had two of them. And I decided to give him one purely because it's the most beautiful 18 karat gold medal. What? It has, I, what? It has the clover. And I wanted him to take it. So he's taking it to the, to the Oval Office. He's going to keep it in the Oval Office and he's going to send it back to me when, he's, when his term is over. Oh, that's a great story. Just tell him, don't worry about it. Tell him you'll collect it. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. <laughs> if I was on the ball, Neil, I'd have done that. All right. You sound to me as if you're on the ball 24-7, Bobby. Oh, Listen, you must be exhausted after it, but it sounds as if you had a great few days. <laughs> it was surreal and fantastic, Neil, and it was a pleasure as well. It was a that- ple- 
Thanks for stopping by. I know your phone's been hopping all morning. See no you on Lee's side sometime soon, all right? Absolutely. Lovely chatting today. Take Lee. care, Best my man. Love. Take care. Douglas Mann, Bobby Wayne, up in Dundalk, um, and the visit from President Joe Biden. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie, and you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on The Big Red Bench. That's The Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. The Neil Prenderville Show, right. Red FM. Lots of texts, lots of email. Oh, just very interestingly, I saw a lovely note um, that uh, somebody, I think it might have been Paul Burns, shared with me this morning um, with regards to O'Sullivan's Bar. We were talking with the, with the lads from Douglas earlier on this morning. O'Sullivan's has always been called O'Sullivan's Bar, you know, certainly up over it in the signage, but they're changing now. And they have a lovely post up on, uh, I imagine it's probably Twitter or um, Facebook, not quite sure. It says, time to embrace the name. We've always been affectionately known as John O's. We've always been part of the community since 1955. We're always evolving to meet your expectations. Uh, it is time uh, to meet those expectations and embrace the name. So from now on, O'Sullivan's Bar in Douglas, which was never known. You never said, I'll meet you in O'Sullivan's Bar in Douglas. You would say, I'll meet you in John O's. So that's the new sign. They've got a big new sign. I hope it's up. I'm hoping I'm not jumping the gun. But I love that, isn't it? Just, uh, you know, go, you know, go on with what feels natural and what feels right. Actually, talking about food and gastro, pubs. Um, it's an interesting post and I was sharing some photographs of a recent trip to London and then uh, Edinburgh. But when I was in London, I went to Covent Garden Market. That's fine. But later on, I went to Camden Market. Now that's an incredible one. Covent Garden's fine. Camden Market is just, would blow it completely out of the water. Um, I won't go into the details of all the market and everything you can get there. I mean, you know, you got clothing and you got jewellery and you got everything and anything you think of. Uh, fabulous second-hand record shops. Brilliant ones. You know, the stalls there. They have stuff there that, you know, if it wasn't come back on a Ryanair flight, it had bought 40 albums. Uh, but anyway, while I was there, um, I was getting some food. And I just want to mention, uh, and there is a Cork connection to this, so you'll understand where I'm going with this. I, I visited a place called Yorkshire Burrito. Yorkshire Burrito. And what they're famous for there is... It's and I shared these photographs. It was one of the twenty-four hour posts up on Instagram, so it's gone now. But if you want, I can put the photographs back up on my Instagram page. Have a look at it. It's like a massive Yorkshire pudding, the size of a dinner plate, right? Uh, and it's your Sunday dinner inside in the Yorkshire pudding. So you can well, you can have chi- you can have chicken, but I went for the beef. So you got the huge, big Yorkshire pudding, and into it then they have the most beautiful beef, which is uh, which is diced. Um, very small, and then it's 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 heated on the uh, on the big uh, open open grill, and um, they also have the gravy, and they have the potatoes and everything. So it, I'm, I'm it making sound the greatest, but it's like a complete Sunday dinner inside in the big Yorkshire pudding, and then they wrap it really tight, like you'd wrap a breakfast roll, and then it's a tenner, and off you go, and you have your Sunday dinner inside in a, a giant Yorkshire pudding. Delicious. One of the nicest things I ever ate. And I was sharing that picture. And many people were thinking, oh, that's a fantastic thing. But an awful lot of people were saying that you can actually get that in Cork, in the Massey Town Rotisserie Deli on Paul Street. It's like the junction, I think, of Paul Street and probably French Church Street right there on the corner. Uh, I'm told they do fabulous food. I know they do an awful lot of great gourmet deli products and they do fabulous um, sandwiches. But I believe... Now, I just have to clarify as to whether they do it every day 
or whether they just do it on Sunday. I'm not 100% sure. But apparently they do this Yorkshire pudding dinner with all of the dinner inside the Yorkshire pudding. It is delicious. So all I'm saying is uh, you don't have to go to Camden Market. Apparently they're doing it in the Massey Town Deli as well. A lot of texts. Can I just say that I did get a, I did get a response from the Communications Department of Cork County Council regarding Pipers and Kinsale. We had asked them to respond as to why uh, they were looking for a 60 grand bond and would they not just let the fun fair continue in Kinsale like it has done uh, for 90 years? And I got a very stock response saying, Hi Neil, this is a matter between Cork County Council and a potential licensee and as such, the council cannot discuss the specific terms of the potential agreement with any third party. And that is from the communications office at Cork County Council. Fair enough. I guess GDPR has put, you know... Uh, cat among the pigeons or a spoke in the wheel with regards to um, trying to get requests or questions answered from government departments or county councils. So they're saying this is something between us and Pipers and we can't talk to you about it. So that was the response that I got. Uh, Joe Biden, I think it's always on his mind, you know, the black and tans and the loyalists will be fuming over the comment. Uh, The Black and Tans comment by Biden must have been very hurtful to Varadkar and the rest of the government who made such great efforts to force a commemoration for these thugs on Irish citizens some years ago, says Richie. Uh, With regards to his Black and Tan comment, it was probably another Biden gaffe. The US and the UK always stood shoulder to shoulder during the Cold War and Reagan had strong working relationships with Thatcher during the Cold War as well. I see there was no sign of a pint of Guinness since somebody else. I bet Boyle Sports can't believe their luck. Apparently, President Joe Biden visiting Ireland this week was expected, and he might do so yet, to sample a pint of Guinness. But he doesn't drink alcohol. Remember I was telling you that we're getting in loads and loads of Guinness Zero various pubs for him to sup on. He's a teetotal. Um, but I don't know, maybe the point from the texter is that Boyle Sports had some bet on relating to that. Anyway, this Biden is a joke. He knows nothing about Irish history. Ask him what does tan mean? He's so proud of his family crossing the Irish Sea. He should start looking at his family in Wales. <laughs> yeah, I know. Confused the Irish Sea with the Atlantic. I know where you're going with that. And then there's lots on uh, uh, artificial intelligence and Chat GPT. Not only are the students, though, using Chat GPT to do their homework or their lessons or their essays or their thesis or their submissions in college, teachers are using it extensively too. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I got um, a text in saying, My teacher friend states that what would normally take her hours now takes 10 minutes with regards to organising the admin and the curriculum and the questions and the lessons. So, teachers are using it and lecturers are using it also. Morning, Neil. Just back from the NCT. I have a 191 car. It failed on two parts. One was a slight tear in the wiper and the other was having too much engine oil in the engine. (laughs) I mean, you have too much engine oil. Have you or anyone else ever heard anything quite so silly that engine oil can fail the NCT? Um, somebody else was talking. I, well, there I can give you other examples of that. Um, somebody failed an NCT recently and was told words to the effect of there's a bit too much smoke coming out of the exhaust. It happens with old cars. Go away for a while there. And somebody said to me, it's like, go away for a while and drive the car like you stole it. Right? Drive it like a bandit. Drive it like a lunatic. And then bring it back to the NCT. <sighs> the quiet coach is if someone has no headphones in, playing loud music, 
Maybe somebody has anxiety and autism. That's why they might want to relax with no noise whatsoever. It's no offence to any passenger. It's just the peace and quiet of the quiet coach. Yeah, but how quiet does it have to be? How quiet? I mean, so quiet that you can't use your phone at all or whisper into the phone. I mean, is it absolute deathly silence? Like, say, is the quiet coach like going into an empty church and you're the only person in it. Uh, and then another one, my buddy, I was talking about the Volkswagen uh, Golf, they're saying they're not going to make the GTI anymore, which I think is quite disappointing. My buddy, the Pug, the Pug, known as the Pug, had a Volkswagen Beetle. Not the same thing as the GTI though, a Golf GTI. We called it the Pugmobile. We would go to the Spaniard on a Sunday afternoon until I came around the corner in my Fiat 125 with no exhaust and scattered everyone, says Frick. Happy days, I suppose. You wouldn't get a Ray now with the Fiat 125 and no exhaust with the old NCT. Anyway, keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. Then lots of texts with regards to a conversation with Ken O'Flynn yesterday. Um, and many people are saying, finally, someone speaking the truth about the housing crisis and this country giving handouts to everyone but the Irish. Fair play to Councillor O'Flynn for speaking out about this. There are so many who feel the same way but are afraid to speak up because people will throw the racist card at them. It's time to sort out our own country first. It is in ruins. An awful lot more people now are afraid to give their opinions. I'm even noticing that myself. They are afraid to have their voices heard uh, for fear that they will get cancelled or that they will get abused or that people will say nasty things about them. It's a shame, really. Uh, well said to Councillor Flynn, it's a pity the more politicians don't speak up. Another one here, bravo, at last someone is speaking up for the Irish. He was saying words to the effect that now 79,000 um, uh, war refugees are here. We really cannot take any more. Um, well said to Councillor Flynn for speaking out against the anti-Irish government at the present. Or music, uh, actually on buskers then. Another topic we were talking about yesterday. Uh, Most buskers are far more talented than the rubbish played on Irish radio stations these days. Nothing but Ed Sheeran and Adele and Dermot Kennedy. They're played on radio too much and it would be great to hear more Cork artists in their place. Uh, I'm a rocker at heart, but there are plenty of great acts around now that would be great to hear more on the radio. I saw the Cork band Mossy recently and I was hugely impressed. Uh, Very catchy band, says Pat. One or two more on busking. Uh, Busking and talking about how loud some of them are. The five African guys with the African drums outside Brown Thomas were brilliant and sounded like a freight train coming down the street. I haven't seen them in ages. Well, brilliant to you and sounding like a freight train could be a nightmare to others, particularly with regards to the volume, but I'm quite sure they're very talented nonetheless. What are the buskers doing wrong? Let me ask you. It is so lovely to hear them. I always sit and listen to them and always give a few bob. I just love to hear them in Cork. For God's sake, leave them alone. Come to Clonakilty. We'll be delighted with them, says Marie from Clon. No buskers in Clon then? That's a shame. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. With regards to the location of the injection centre, we spoke with the ex-Lord Mayor Councillor Colin Kelleher on this one yesterday. They're off to Lisbon to see how they do things in Lisbon. Please ask Colm if you would like it in Dripsy. I'm assuming you're referencing because maybe that's where Colin Kelleher lives. Uh, it could be the uh, NIMBY policy on that one. You know, it's, everything's all very well, but not in my backyard. What a disgrace to open an injection centre. Wouldn't it be better to open a rehab centre to get those poor souls off drugs, says Mary Jane. Uh, tell Colin Kelleher that we don't need to be helping these drug addicts. 
Actually, the punter, the texter says junkies. Um, drug addicts is a nice way of putting it, though. We don't need to help them to inject their illegal substances. What we need are huge sentences for anyone caught with illegal drugs. End of story. Uh, there is no way they would put that injection centre on a greenfield site. No way will druggies travel outside the city. Uh, another one, Portugal is often cited as a shining light for the decriminalisation of drugs. Crime rates in Portugal have fallen, we're told. Well, we can hardly be surprised that crime rates have fallen if we decriminalise crime, surely, says Richie in Toker. Uh, keep those texts coming, text 0868104106. And I will come back to them throughout the course of the morning, but I need to get back to phone lines. We chatted earlier on this morning um, with uh, Michal from Legacy Communication and of course the great Pat Phelan we were talking about chat GPT and artificial intelligence and one of the areas that I was dealing in and honing in on would be the replacement of human beings with artificial intelligence doing an awful lot of the work right um, and then somebody was in touch and I'll come back to text them in a few minutes time but they said you really should be talking to Professor Barry O'Sullivan who's the director of Insight the Insight Centre for Data Analytics in the School of Computer and Science and IT at University College it sounds like an incredibly interesting job I can tell you Professor Sir Barry joins me by phone. Prof, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Good. One of the things that we spoke about, and it was probably me, the Luddite, saying <laughs> artificial intelligence and robots will develop their own sentient brains and they will replace all humans and we'll be all scrap heaped. Yeah, I think you, you've been watching too many movies, Neil, I think. <laughs> well, 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 it happened in the Industrial Revolution, didn't it? Well, well, interestingly, I suppose if you look at the history of technology, right, the uh, technology has created more jobs than it's replaced. So, um, you know, the, the world's population is larger than it's ever been. Um, and yet we still see that, you know, that there isn't mass unemployment as a consequence of, of technology. What has happened is jobs have changed. So, you know, when the, when the stagecoach, stagecoach was replaced by trains and, and cars and so on, you know, people became train drivers, people became, um, uh, people became uh, taxi drivers. So jobs change. So, um, and obviously what we need to make sure is that people are prepared for that so that, you know, they're trained and everything else and that they get the support that they need. So I think the, the idea that, um, that AI will create unemployment is, is a little bit misplaced. And in fact, about maybe eight, eight years ago, there was a bunch of um, Oxford economists who, who tried to estimate the, uh, the number of jobs that would be lost uh, as a consequence of AI. And essentially none of the predictions have come through. So, you know, jobs will change, certainly, uh, but not... Uh, but, if you're, don't have yeah, but, but if you get smarter and smarter, right, and say you're an accountant, um, yeah. AI will do that much faster. You're a lawyer... AI will do that much faster. Um, by I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess it, it depends what you mean by smarter. So, you know, certainly, you know, AI systems have, uh, can, can do very, very narrow things very, very accurately. Now, of course, because of ChatGPT, people are very excited and sort of worried about what the future holds. But, you know, the way I describe ChatGPT is that it's sort of automated mansplaining, right? So, mansplaining? Um, mansplaining. So, so I'll, give, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. So it's like, it's like we've, we've basically automated... You know the 
the sort of know-it-all person that we all know, um, and no matter what you ask him or her, let's, let's just say him, um, they will give you an answer at great length. And if they don't have the facts, if they don't know, if they don't know, even if they don't know that they don't know, they'll still give you an answer. And they'll, you know, they're possibly going to make up things. They're probably going to give you, um, you know, some statements that are not true. And we, we, we all know these people. In fact, I think we're we're all a little bit like that. We'll always give you give an answer. Things. It like um, drunk but, at but the end. Of, and this is and this is what ChatGPT is, Neil. You what know, you like, call it, the drunk at the end of the bar, Barry. The drunk at the end of the bar who has a who has a, who has an opinion about absolutely everything, and they'll wax lyrical. Um, and sometimes you know they're right. Sometimes they give you you know facts, and it's very interesting facts. But sometimes they just make stuff up, you know. Um, and so that's where we are. And you know this is why we don't need to be too afraid of ChatGPT because you know we're not going to let that person you know, run our accountancy business. We're not going to let that person, you know, um, be, our, be our news reporter. We still need human beings because human beings actually understand the world and AI doesn't. But we already allow um, AI and automated software packages to run a lot. They run in all our banking systems, for instance. Yeah, they do. So, so AI certainly used a lot in a sort of automation. Uh, that's certainly true. And I think everybody... Um, Everybody who uses, you know, any online streaming service, Netflix, Spotify, whatever it might be, they come in contact with AI all the time. It's the thing that recommends the next movie to you, the next, uh, you know, song to listen to. You know, people who are reading email this morning, their their um, their spam filter has filtered off um, has filtered off some, you know, yeah. emails. So, but so it's the who, next stage of all of that, is what I'm talking about. It's the next about. stage of all of that. You know, so, so we come in contact with it all the time. You know, you te- everybody who types a text message, you know, as you type your text message, you see these little words popping up uh, help, to try and help you, mm-hmm. um, you know, finish the words. That's essentially a mini version of what ChatGPT does. Um, so we come in contact with AI all the time. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be too worried about it. I think the problem with AI is the name, artificial intelligence. It gives this sort of creepy sense that it's trying to, you know, create an artificial mind. And while, you know, there are philosophers out there who are thinking about these things, the people who, who develop AI tools really are not doing that kind of stuff at all. How do you know that, though? I mean, I don't want to be well, conspiracy theorist. I don't want to engage in movies, but what happens when a robot gets a sentient emotion of its own where it can think for itself? Yeah, it's, it, I think we're, yeah, we're, we're certainly, so there are people who think about those types of things, right? So there's, there's lots of people around the world who think about, um, you know, what happens if, if there is a sort of what we call artificial general intelligence? Does this, uh, does this computer that can think and feel and, you know, do all the kind of things that we do um, can do them a lot better? Um, and they sort of worry about, well, what's next for humanity, you know? And, like, you know, they end up in very dark places. But that really is science fiction. Um, like, the, at the moment, AI systems don't have any understanding of the world. What I mean is they don't have common sense. They don't really understand language. I mean, understand it in the same way that you and I do. You know, if you, if you say something, I'll, under, I'll, I'll understand your perspective even though you haven't said it. You know, I'll understand sort that's of... That's for now, what, though. You know, my, my, I mean, you're the professor, I, I not me. That's, I'm a just, long, that's a long way away. You know, we, it's, it's already like, begun to spread falsehood and lies. It's been defaming well, people. Uh, Yes, and so th- th- these, this is where we need to be careful, absolutely. So, so th- there are AI systems, obviously, that are out there trying to target people in terms of um, messaging on social media, you know, trying to mm. change the directions of elections, mm. uh, trying to spread um, falsehoods, as you say. Does uh, does this notion of a deep fake? This, I think people might have seen these things. These are videos that look like 
um, you know, it's Neil Prenderville saying something, but Neil Prenderville never said it. That's bizarre, and isn't it? It could be very convincing. It could be a video of Neil Prenderville uh, sort of saying it or doing it, and Neil Prenderville never said it or, or done it. Yeah. So these things are very dangerous, and I think um, AI. So do you not see all of the potential of where this is going? You know, particularly with mm-hmm. your with. Do you not see the potential of how all this could go that way more? Oh yeah, absolutely, I do, and uh, that's why I think for you know the last ten years um, we've been working very much on the the sort of ethics of of these technologies and also the regulation of them. So in the next few months, um, the European Union's AI Act will be um, will come into effect, and that really strongly limits um, what's happening with some of these tools and how they can be used, and so the harms that they can create. So basically, AI systems will be regulated from from a risk perspective. So the more, the greater the risk of using them in a particular <laughs> setting, the greater the level of regulation. So is that why and we see that already with Chat? So, go ahead, sorry, yeah, go ahead, no, well, you see it already with Chat GPT. Is what I think what you're going to say. We, that that yeah, sounds indeed, kind of quite indeed. Mickey Mouse to me in the greater scale of, of potentially what could be developed because like Italy has now banned um, that's correct yeah. Uh, yeah. They've, they've under data protection uh, are, are, yeah, are any other countries G- looking at that? Oh, yeah so so, Chat, so Italy has um, has temporarily banned ChatGPT because um, it was using personal data that it didn't have uh, the right to use so you know so general protection general data protection regulation type violation so uh, it didn't have the consent of the people whose, whose personal data it was using and so um, so that's a problem so the, so Italy has banned that other countries are looking at uh, at similar kinds of bans China in the last few days has actually um, issued a policy that requires that ChatGPT and, and, and systems like it don't generate content which is factually inaccurate, that doesn't undermine the, I suppose, the political system over there, um, uh, so doesn't generate... Doesn't, uh, doesn't engage in AI terrorism. AI terror, but, but also sort of AI political thinking, you know, sort of political writing. And that's going to be very, very difficult because there's no way of putting guardrails around ChatGPT to tell it, well, don't generate falsehoods because obviously the problem with ChatGPT is that the only thing it has is um, exposure to lots and lots of text and it has lots of biases, it, has, it creates lots of mistakes, it creates lots of errors. So... Um, and I think it'll be a long time before we manage to fix that. And so, um, so you know, what we've seen over the last few months is is an absolutely incredible advance. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I don't think we need to... We, we should be worrying too much. I think the things that we do need to worry about are very ordinary applications of AI. So AI being used, as you say, for gener- generation of sort of uh, fake messages. Um, the systems that you interact with, you know, for social welfare, for example, are they going to... Are they going to misclassify you? Are they going to say, well, you're not entitled to X when you are entitled to X? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, the system at the bank that says, well, you're not going to get the bank loan because, um, the, you know, the woman who goes for the job and doesn't get the job because the AI system that's filtering the CVs Happens already. has never seen a successful woman. And that, they're the things we need to be worried but about. But they already happen already. I know of um, scanning systems the company used sure. to scan mm-hmm. CVs and resumes. Uh, yeah. And and um, disregard many of them by by this automated system. And I know that chatbots exist, for instance. They're the most annoying yeah. thing in the world, but they're bound to get better. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like these things are progressing and progressing at a at a at a very fast pace. And that's why we need to. I think the thing that we need to really worry about is to make sure that that the that everybody is um, in the same ways they have to become uh, comfortable with with the mobile phone and with the with the computer i think they have to become 
uh, comfortable with this new form of information technology, which is artificial intelligence. Unfortunately, it has that sort of scary name, but it is really just another form of information technology of, of IT. For now. For now. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Until it goes rogue. Yeah, well, well, of course, you know, I think there are there are things that I do worry about with AI. Like, for example, you know, obviously there's a war going on in Ukraine, um, and AI is being used there. So it's not being used to control drones or weapons, but it's been used to to generate false messages. Um, facial recognition has been used to identify um, uh, individuals and maybe target messages back to their families mm. or this kind of thing. So Crazy. this sort of information terrorism that happens. So those kinds of things are happening right now. They're very, very scary. Um, and, um, you know, the, that kind of use of that technology is essentially a sort of a weapon in a sense, right? So that has to be dealt with in a very different way um, to the kinds of things we've just sp- we've just spoken yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Or indeed, Elon, Elon Musk saying, "Pause it, lads. Stop for the fury humanity." Yeah, the the, uh, the problem with that, of course, is um, and that that isn't going to happen. Right? You know, there aren't there isn't going to be um, there isn't going to be, um, or maybe not, and nor should there be a sort of a pause in the science that underpins these things. But what is different about AI and what we need to think about is how it's released into the world. So if imagine if you were producing a new drug, there would have to be all sorts of ethics assessments and clinical trials and all that, regula- all that regulatory piece. At the moment, that, that doesn't really exist in a sort of a uniform way. It will very shortly, mm. the European Union's AI Act. But companies have been releasing very very powerful AI systems into the world without doing that kind of without doing that kind of evaluation yeah. or not doing it adequately. Yeah. And so AI is unique as a sort of a as a as a. Oh, I think everything went down on me there. Damn it! That's a shame. That's the second time this week that's happened. I just had one more question for for Barry. Unfortunately, I probably won't get to make it now, Barry O'Sullivan. But the point I was going to make that was Professor Barry O'Sullivan, director of. In the Insight Centre for Data Analytics, School of Computer Science and IT at UCC. The question I was going to ask had to do with robots. And no, you're okay. I mean, you might might get an answer from it at a later stage. But I was just curious because one I was mentioning AI, um, I think it was this morning, I think I was chatting with Claire, and one of the, her automatic, we ended up chatting about whether or not artificial intelligence, when we move to full robotics, would actually replace doctors, the diagnosis of doctors, nurses, and I suppose even more importantly, surgery, where surgery would be performed by robot. And if it were, uh, would it mean that we would have absolutely no um, malpractice suits? We would have no people dying. We'd have no uh, operations or surgery that went wrong uh, because, uh, I mean, does it take that risk out, I suppose? Anyway, uh, if you came late this morning um, to the program, we, we created something, or at least my son did yesterday, artificial intelligence built a promo for this program uh, I'm going to play it again now for fear that people might have missed it earlier on it's quite short uh, the um, instructions given were create a promo to say that uh, Neil Prendival will not be presenting the program anymore or at least for now and it was going to be replaced by a scarecrow from Passage West uh, so Chad GPT then built the promo script Then he exported it to a different software package and that got a voice together and you could choose whatever voice you wanted um, and uh, it voiced the promo 
Um, and this was the result. This is all done completely, 100% um, by uh, artificial intelligence. Um, so these aren't real voices and uh, nobody actually physically wrote anything. Attention Red FM listeners. The Neil Prendeville Show is undergoing a permanent change from its usual award-winning programming. Cork's Red FM is excited to announce that Neil Prendeville will be taking a break from hosting The Neil Prendeville Show. And a new host will be taking the reins. Neil's replacement will be a scarecrow. A scarecrow who will be entertaining and informing listeners with his unique perspective on the world. While he may not be able to talk, this scarecrow has a lot to say. And he'll be using his actions and body language to communicate with listeners. The Scarecrow is ready and excited for a change of pace from his field out in Passage West and into the Red FM studio. Tune in to the Neil Prendable Show with a Scarecrow as the host, starting from April 15th, every day from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., only on Cork's Red FM. Oh, it's just a bit of fun, right? Two, one things, two things string to mind on that one. Firstly, the Scarecrow wouldn't have to be paid. And secondly, some would suggest the Scarecrow would possibly do a much better job. Uh, your thoughts on that are welcome. Text 0868104106. John, good morning. Hi, well, I'm just making up the poster as I'm listening to you there now. And it's, uh, on it is going to be, save Prendival's job. <laughs> save Prendival's job. <laughs> oh my God, we're well, moving it. We're, we're not going to have you replaced by a Scarecrow. <laughs> Under no circumstances. Even if the Scarecrow is from Passage West. <laughs> it doesn't matter where he's from. <laughs> anyway, your thoughts on this briefly. Well, it's frightening. Like, it's amazing that you had Pat Phelan on this morning, who's a very intelligent man, a very successful, brilliant businessman. But like, even he's opting out, like, which I found a bit ironic. I mean, he's all in favour of this uh, smart technology going forward uh, at a pace like, I mean, no one seems to be showing stuff. Yet he's taking time out himself because, uh, by his own admission, like, he thinks, I mean, that, like, I mean, he's reacting too much and he's never switched off. And this is, this look, the whole concept of the film, and it was mentioned this morning, the Terminator, that the machines would take over. Neil, they've already taken over up to a point for the simple reason. There's people have smart meters in their homes now, electric smart meters, which are causing havoc with bills and everything. You have the tablets inside in the house. You have the mobile phones, the computers. Nobody's talking to each other. Cousins and wives are over yeah. the bar. He, he has his phone, she has her phone. They're both scrolling away. No one is talking to each other on the night out again. So the machines are slowly Maybe machines over. will give people opportunities to take a step back then where they will be having a better quality of living and talking more. Well, I, I, I just think it's frightening because it's just running. Look, I have no problem as regards the medical side of it and robotics, and they, they are uh, robots now that can actually perform operations, possibly maybe even better than some surgeons. Obviously, the surgeon has to be in the room and it has to be programmed, the whole lot. But I mean, I would just worry overall, like, for the. This is going to put millions upon millions of people over work, like, there'd be no need for call centers anymore. The offices, like, I mean, uh, it will be run totally animated completely uh, or automated and um, I, I just think I mean it's frightening like I mean I mean but what would all of the I, people who normally would do these jobs I suppose end up having to retrain to do what jobs will then be available 
Well, you see, this is the, the, the problem. What are they going to be actually doing? Like, I mean, you see what's happening in China at the moment. Like, I mean, they're probably the leaders in the world at the moment as the gas, this technology, as the gas face recognition and everything. No, I mean... Warehouses would go. People working when warehouse staff would go, wouldn't they? They're, that's all automated. And I suppose it got somewhere automated when tech, when, when, when machinery came along. But that would be the end of that. Industries like that, right? Of course, yeah, and people on about privacy, like, should I mean, if, if the minute I leave my house on, if I use public transport, I'm on a bus in the camera, I get off that, I'm on cameras in the street, I went to a shop, and I'm on multiple cameras. Yeah, I'm a big fan of cameras, shop. though, it just keeps people safer, why would we have a problem Oh, yeah, yeah, no, but I'm only saying, like, you mean, the, the way things have changed, like, you mean, I mean, if I could get a time machine, I'd go back to 1970, the music was better, the face of life was better, I just love to go back. Ah, but people, be, I, anytime people make comments like that, it enrages others, say, Saying, you know, that's dinosaur thinking. You got to move I with don't the time. Care. I they don't said care. the same when the television came along. They said the same when the phone came along. You know, well, you see, the, the people that will say that, Neil, are the people that didn't live through the seventies. You say, simple as that. But we look back at things like that it would look with rose-tinted glasses. I mean, look at all of the things you can do now, the communication you have, the information that's available to the places you can go. You couldn't do any of that in the seventies. You know, you were completely limited. It was a much, it was a much more. Yeah, but interesting mean, like, place to be. Like if I if I wanted to to, to talk to my buddy, I'd actually have to call to his host. I could be say sending a bloody uh, message, a text message to him, or he's sending it to me. There was more communication between people on their nights out or whatever. They weren't using smartphones because they didn't exist. Okay, but the forget about like, smartphones. What about panic alerts, for instance? A panic alert to an elderly person who could be sitting down, having fallen down the stairs, and be there for twelve or fifteen hours, um, uncontactable. Now we have technology that allows them to have a little medallion around their neck, a little panic button, which calls the emergency services, causes a son, calls a daughter. That's all to do with technology. Well, you're, you're quite right there, as a guess, like, and, and again, that, that bothers on the medical side of it. But like, I, I just think, like, I mean, it's out of frightening. I know, I know Elon Musk you know, and a few more others have said it should be parked for a while. But I think quite a while. Be I think it's just racing along too much and the whole concept of the film, the Terminator, the machines will take over, like, I mean, and this continues, like, I mean, the human being will just be just wandering around in circles, like, I mean, and the machines will be taken over. With nothing to do. Who's the master? Yeah. And who's the who's the puppet? Yeah, and you will have a bloody scarecrow present in the program. So you want to watch your back from the All right, take care for now. <laughs> Can't stay here forever, I suppose. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. Oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six. Corks Red FM. Sorry about that, Ashling. I've no idea what happened there. Are you all right? I'm so glad. You I know. Yeah. Considering that you've but gone through. No, I just I I promised um. Kevin, that I would um, call it. I know, but I know, there's no obligation so soon after no, the operation. Yeah, but I just, I, I promised that I would, and um, just to let you all know, because you, you've been so genuine and so concerned, yeah, yeah. and um, it, it, it really is appreciated. Ah, well said. Um, Thank you for that. You're in a high-risk area now, are you? Because um, I um, there's um, a, a COVID outbreak or something, is there? Well, I'm in, I'm in a high-risk observation room anyway. After surgery, I was in intensive care. The surgery was, wasn't two days ago. It was last Tuesday. Yeah. And then I was moved up to this um, high-risk high observation yeah. room. Yeah. And yeah. now um, COVID got into the room. So um, You haven't tested positive, though? No, not okay. yet. No, no, okay. no. Okay. Are you, are you scared? 
That's the fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah? That's okay, apologies. I've got, I've got, um, I've got some open wounds and I, I am very susceptible to, to infection. And, um, you isolated though? No, I'm, I'm in a room with a um, few okay. other people now. Okay, okay. Um, just, it's, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, it just seems to be like a comedy of errors. It's like, you know, what can go on, will go on. Well, the surgery um, is done, so um, they yeah, removed, they removed yeah. all of the cancer is done. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah. That's gone, thank God, that's gone. I that's know there's a stoma bag as a consequence, but it could have been an awful lot worse. Well, it could have been a coffin as opposed coffin. to a stoma. Well, yeah. It would have been a coffin as opposed to a stoma bag. I'm so just trying very hard needed to... Um, to, to come to terms with the change in my body, you know. Um, I, mentally, I'm finding it very difficult. I can't even, I can't even look at it. I just feel so repulsed. Why? You know? I mean, why? I, I don't know. I just look like mutated. Um, That'll all settle and, down, though, you know. You'll get... Therapists yeah. for that. You'll have physiotherapists, occupational therapists, dietitians yeah. will work with you now. You know, you're in a good system now. I'm in a brilliant system, and honestly, the staff here are absolutely amazing. They're amazing. Yeah, the they got you through and, it. And the surgeons did their work, and the rest now will yeah. be building you up and getting better. And you know, yeah. Have you been yeah. in touch with your son? Is he is he worried? He's very worried. You know, um, but I, I don't want him to see me. I know. This at the moment. I've got tubes coming out of everywhere. Totally. Um, yeah, but you've spoken to him, though. I have. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Is there anything that you need for when you come out, I wonder? Oh, my God. I'm being told. I mean, I need a, a vacuum cleaner with a HEPA filter in it um, for sanitary reasons. Germs. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dirt. Um, the HEPA filter is an extra level. Yeah, they're yeah they're available. Vacuum yeah. cleaners with HEPA filters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and another thing is, like, my diet is going to change completely. And I mean, I know they're only doing their job, but I have to explain to them how. Look, I'm on disability, and these kind of diets that you put me on, like, well, well they sound delicious. It's just it's not doable for me. Well, you would find you know? them too expensive, would you? It, it would be too expensive um, to buy the the produce and, and yeah. you know, the fish. And but explain stuff. all of that to the dietitians and see if there's a plan B or there might be some supplementary I benefit have, to help you, you know? I have done that. And I said, look, can, can we kind of come up with a diet that will do just as well, but on a lower budget, you know? They will, though. They will do that. Yeah, I hope so. I yeah. do Don't hope so. Don't be... I know it's the whole thing is very overwhelming for you, but you're, be, you're after the surgery now. Who would have thought that you'd have even got that far? You know, the cancer know. is gone, and, and may yeah. it never, ever come back. Um, you're, no, it's been, no, it's been evicted, and, and it's yeah. not welcome. It's not it's welcome not back again. So your no. frame of mind will hopefully will improve as your body recovers and puts itself back together uh, again and swelling drops uh, I'm down. I'm sure. I'm sure it will. I, I, am, I, am, I am sure it will. It's yeah. just going to take time to, yeah. you know, what they say, kind of find it in normal. Um, but 
thanks again to, to, to you and your team and, and to all of the listeners. Um, you were touched you know, by people's never, generosity. I, I have never met any of, of you guys or any of the people that were so generous to me and um, sorry. Um, it, it was just it restored my faith in, in, you know, in humanity and in, in kindness and um, for us complete strangers to be so kind to me and um, was very humbling people, and can, people, truly, people connected truly, with you yeah. they did yeah. I'm, I'm truly grateful yeah. I really am Nobody should be lonely or nobody should be alone or isolated or forgotten about or feel that nobody cares, you know. I know, yeah. Just look like you said, it'll take time. It will, it will. You just you just rest now and concentrate on recovery and building up your strengths and let the professionals help you. They're brilliant. The different people who will work with you now will be fantastic and you stay in touch and don't be worrying about things like vacuum cleaners with HEPA filters. I'm sure we'll be able to get one of those for you. Um, but do let me know when you're coming out. Of course. Um, can I say one more thing, please, me? Yeah. Um, I was listening to the story with the dog. Yeah. That guy should never be allowed to have a dog. What he's done is absolutely despicable. But you would have to be brain dead. You'd have to be a complete and utter moron to do something like that. You know, I mean, I think he should be arrested for doing something like that. I mean, poor dog. I mean, I dogs are, you know, they, they they rely on us, you know, and they give so much and they ask for so little. It's the height of cruelty to the most beautiful animal, the dog, I man's know. best friend. Well, I'll come back yeah. to that after 11. Look, Ashley, look after yourself, all right? Take it easy. I'm delighted the surgery behind you and the cancer Thank is gone. You. Everything now will get better for you in your life. Thank you so much. All right, Ashley. Take care. Stay in touch. Take care. Back after 11. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. The Neil Prenderville Show. Red FM. Lots on tech. Actually, I was talking about tech and health a while ago um, and the use of, um, you know, artificial intelligence and to some extent it is being used already in surgery and robotics. And you also see changes as well where... You know, health professionals um, themselves, um, you know, likes of doctors and what have you, uh, they do screen appointments now where you don't actually physically uh, meet a doctor in person. It could be by screen. So that's a new development there. One wonders then as to whether you could have robotic doctors that would call and make house calls to people. You know, there's no man hours involved in any of that. It's an interesting one. Kieran says the situation in hospitals countrywide, especially A&Es, would be totally sorted if doctors were told to do house calls again, as they did years ago. Everyone could be assessed at home instead of in hospital. A doctor should be ordered by the Minister for Health to do so. It would be the end of packed A&Es as an example. And another example then of artificial intelligence and what have you in the future. And maybe I am engaging in the movies and Terminator and all sorts of sci-fi stuff like that. But we could see the end of teachers and professors and lecturers where artificial intelligence would do all that. Uh, where you would probably not need an actual physical teacher so what would people do then as a career change then and a new profession if we didn't actually need human teachers? So keep those coming. Artificial intelligence is nothing new. Hasn't Ireland been governed by people uh, limited with artificial intelligence for decades, says Pat. Uh, another one person says the, technolo- the technological singularity is fast coming down the tracks. After that, who knows what's going to happen next? 
Um, anyone remember the Terminator movies? Because I do, says Stephen. Um, and remember, the mobile phone was fictional too until Star Trek. You know what? I now use them. Yeah, remember that flip-top yoke and Star Trek? You just go, beep, 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 and they flipped it open. And do you remember there was another thing? Do you remember? That's what was the, that was the sound of it. Do you remember the other bit of kit that they had in Star Trek, right? And that was, they had um, bones, right? The doctor had this small little piece of kit that he scanned over the wound. And the wound miraculously disappeared before your eyes. Huh? So who's to say that that's not going to be the way forward? And look how far we've come in such a short period of time. Anyway, keep those coming. Text 0868104106. I love the call with Bobby Wayne. He's absolutely a tonic, says Mags. Yes, he is. He's got the deli up in Dundalk and met Joe Biden yesterday. Actually, we've, we're sharing some photographs on social uh, this morning of the gifts that Bobby Wayne gave to President Joe Biden. I'll come back to text with regards to President Joe in a few minutes' time. I did mention teachers. They are looking for a wage increase. Their conferences are on at the moment. Uh, I won't won't say anything I'll just keep my own mouth shut for a change (laughs) that was one uh, um, living and working in Dublin allowance are the teachers really looking for allowance to work in the cities Neil who else gets one if they work in a city look at all the paid holidays they have and they still want more it's unbelievable really and that's by text to 0868104106. But I do want to go back, because I mentioned it this morning, to what happened to that poor, misfortunate dog. And this happened, it was captured on video by the person in the car behind at the car wash at the service station in Amber at Bishopstown um, and was captured on video. Uh, I'd love to know what happened next. But anyway, Tracy, good morning. Hello, good morning. Um, I think you found it too distressing to watch it all. Is that right? Really distressing, yes. I managed about two seconds of it, I think, if that. What did you make of it, that anybody could be so stupid and so cruel? It's just pure scum. I'm sorry, just pure scum. If you can do that to a dog, what's he capable of doing to other people? What's, What's that dog going through at home that's not being seen? It's like, no. People like that are really worrying yeah, I just wonder, um, I, can, I can see absolutely no sense at all to thinking that this was a good idea to wash no. a dog with a high-powered jet that washes that cars and hurt. metal. That must have hurt the so poor did, dog. So did you hear the dog screaming in pain and fear? Yeah, that's what I, I, I just couldn't listen. That just had me bawling, crying, just listening to the scream. And it's like, oh, you poor thing. He turns, the hose, he, he turns the hose and blasts the dog with the high pressure. And then yeah, the dog no. is tied to the rear of the vehicle. You know that? He's tied to the back bumper. Yeah, no, I saw that bit. I saw, I, I figured out that it had been tied to the vehicle, all right. And he follows, uh, the dog runs around to the other side of the car looking for shelter. And he walks around to the other side with the hose and continues to power wash the dog. But why? Why, why does he do that? that that's just like... No, it's he's just pure scum is the man. The latest development of this is because um, I saw the video. My lovely horse shared it with me on my Instagram page. Right, the person no, recording okay. the incident in the car behind confronted your man. Right, okay, and then your man who's doing the power hosing of the dog threatens him with a baseball bat. 
Oh, that just that's charming. That is. No, that's, that just shows you the mentality of the man. Imagine living with that character. No, you got. No, I'd probably be wanting to take it to the vet to have it put down. Gardy say that they are investigating the incident and they're appealing for anyone with information to come forward. Well, there's the car edge of the car to start with, so I would imagine they've been in touch with that person already. Hopefully, I would say. yes. And hopefully they do something about it. Hopefully the dog's taken away and put somewhere safe. Okay, I, I hope that is the case because I did get a text from somebody who said uh, on the dog being power washed I'd just like to say that the guard's response was appalling. The guards were alerted to the incident because they were parked at the front of the petrol station and did not act. When a report was made both over the phone and at the station, the guard station, they were apparently extremely disinterested. Does there have to be a public outcry every time a low-life scumbag abuses an animal before they will do anything? The dog, no doubt, is now in need of medical attention. Um, that's as much as I have to no, say on the that's, matter. that's just... That just beggars belief, I'm sorry. The, no, that's just... Have you rescue no. dogs? Yes, I have. Yes, yeah. I've got two at the moment. I've gone down to two. Yeah. I used to have 39. You are joking me. 39 rescue no. dog. Why yes. would you take that upon yourself? Well, nobody else was. And when you get dogs handed into you that's covered in concrete that somebody's done to it, of course you're going to take it on and help. Wait now, let's talk a little bit about that. What do you mean covered in concrete? The dog, I had a dog. This is when I was living in Clonakilty. And I had a dog brought to me that was covered in concrete. And somebody dumped the dog in concrete and thought it was funny. And somebody came along, saw what was happening, and took the dog away and brought it to me. Dumped the dog in liquid concrete, knowing that it would yes, solidify. liquid concrete. And then the concrete set on the poor dog. So we had the job of cleaning the dog up. We are the cruelest. Some of us can be so, oh, no, so cruel. Oh, no, it just... It defies words. And all of those dogs, were they all physically and psychologically oh, in they were all Yeah, they were rescued, yeah. They were all rescue dogs. I had one, it, um, we called her Bones because that's what she was. She was a bag of bones when she came to us. That was a Yorkshire Terrier. Um, that was just pure neglect. Uh, it wasn't fed. It was how it managed to live. I have no idea. Mm, mm. Um no, I've had dogs come down from um, a place in Louth, I think she's based in um, Westie Rescue. And I took a dog on from her and they had to do a whole caravan of people to bring her down to me. And they opened the boat, not one dog popped out, but three. And here's I'm like, three oh, while, okay, three while you're enough. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, so they brought, they brought me three down and not just one. So at one stage you did have 39 at one stage? Yes, I did, yeah. How in the name of God can you afford to feed 39 rescue dogs? Um, you do that on, uh, you go to uh, Shannon Vale Chicken Factory in Clom and you go and buy um, chicken legs and chicken necks uh, that are been better proved, but they're not suitable for humans. Okay, so you have to be smart about what you buy. Do they all survive, oh, yeah. and do they all get rehomed? Yes, they all got rehomed. That's why I'm just down to my last two, which aren't going anywhere. They're permanent. They're staying. What kind of me. damage do you think has been done to this dog at the petrol station? Power wash. 
Oh no, it, it that will be unbelievable. That I, I would have thought that the trusting people would be gone. Yes, for sure. That's a good start. Absolutely anyway, yeah. gone. That is going to take a long time to gain that dog's trust back again. Okay, I've had one like that. Yeah. Um, have you had them with? Have you come? Have you had them come in with injuries and scars? Oh, injuries! Yes, I've had them come in with ears cut off and their faces burnt because a child thought it'd be funny to try and iron the dog. Oh my God! You've seen it all. Oh yeah. No, we've. I've seen pretty much quite a lot of it, um, but some of them have managed to turn round. Uh, like this Westy, he was really vicious. It took about a year for him to stop wanting to bite my hands and feet off. Um, and it turned out he had a, he had he was allergic to food, some foods, and it was an allergic reaction that he was having, it was, and it just to, messed with his brain. Yeah, like. yeah, 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 yeah. But it the, took a good two years before I could turn him. You round. See, the problem with a dog like that is it could snap at someone or snap at a child, you know. So you know. Oh, well, definitely snap at a child. That's why it'd have to go to someone with no children. Yeah, I know. And um, that would have a lot of time and patience. Uh, Okay, okay. Listen, I'm going to move on and talk to Martina Kenny from My Lovely Horse, but I commend you for your work, Tracy. Thanks for taking the call. Oh, that's okay. No problem. Take that's care nice yourself. To you. you too. All the best. Martina, good morning. You, 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 good weren't morning. There, you weren't there, but My Lovely Horse shared the video, and thank you. Your gang did it and sent it to my Instagram page. I was absolutely disgusted. I'm quite sure you were too. Absolutely. Because there's chemicals um, yeah. as well involved. Like, there's foam going on here. There's chemicals in the eyes and everything. Exactly, yeah. Like, you know yourself when you wash a car um, in in a car wash like that, there are, like, it's usually foam and whatever else is in there um, to wash. It's washing metal. So it's definitely not for to wash a human, to wash an animal. Um, and you can see how scared that poor animal was. I don't know if you had the video on, but you can hear the shrieks and I did have it the on. cries. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty I bad. did have it on. Then when yeah. the, when, then when the um, person who was behind confronted him, apparently your man yeah. turns on him with a baseball bat. Like, Yeah, he, t- he told him in no uncertain words what to do with himself and then uh, headed behind his car to take a baseball bat, proceeded to take a baseball bat out. So um, the guy then went to uh, guards that were at the front of the petrol station um, and then the, the, this guy had left by then when they came around, they had left and they said, look, just make a report. They should have taken it a little bit more seriously and look, there's certain guards that, that might not take this as serious, but there are guards out there that really care, and they're the guards that we work with constantly. So, so the know, text that I got saying that the guards should have done more appeared disinterested initially, that's yeah, an accurate text. Well, so, some guards, yeah, I think those guards that were at the petrol station didn't take it as seriously, but we, one of our volunteers spoke to the guy, uh, she actually knew him, um, so he was like, he was asking for advice what to do. So she said, send me the video. When she saw it, she sent it to me. We posted and said, this this is just ridiculous. Told him to go straight to the, the guard station and make a statement. That's the only way. Get a pulse number. Make the statement. So he did. And that's why then with the video online, I know it's terrible to have to show. But look, these are things that are going on every day. We have to show everybody what's happening. It's really bad. And we do need a specialised Garda Animal Welfare Unit. No, I don't think these videos should be buried. I think people need to see, you know, because we need to be able to be aware that this is happening. Yeah, Yeah. 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 because sometimes, look, sometimes guards don't take, they 
we're, we're under-resourced anyway, in guards, as it is. And they don't take certain things seriously. Um, and, and, and there are so many things going on. You know, like Ireland, there's murders. There's all sorts of stuff going uh, on. Listen, I, I understand know? the work that they have yeah. to do. I mean, I know that they're, yeah. under, they're understaffed and overstretched. Yeah. But at the same time, though, there is a car okay, wreck here. Movie. So yeah. this is yeah. kind of like shooting fish in a barrel kind of stuff, exactly. I would have thought. Exactly. And even, you know, looking for more information. The information is there. It's clear. It's there. You can see it on video, what's happening. Yeah. It's cruel, and that's that. Yeah, yeah. I've already got texts in the last 20 minutes identifying the culprit already by name and everything. So I'm quite there sure that the, I'm sure the Gardaí will um, follow up on this. They've already they, said they, they confirmed. Yeah. They said they've confirmed that they're aware of reports of an incident involving a dog which occurred in the Bishopstown area. Uh, I believe it was last Friday they're saying it happened. It was Friday. Local yes. Gardaí have spoken with a witness and are asking anyone else that witnessed it to please contact the station. What what, what typically would happen? This is a criminal offence, is it, if it, if it happens to a it dog? It is. Yeah, it's cruelty. It, it's, a, it's against the law. There's a legislation there to protect animals. It's not enforced enough, but hopefully with things like this and with enough people seeing them and enough people crying out for, for legislation to be enforced, then um, something will happen. Probably a fine, but look, that's a criminal record anyway. Um, and this person needs to be, you know, needs to be prosecuted. We want a prosecution and that's that. It was the same thing, I don't know if you thought, with the donkey being pulled along. That was one of our, our volunteers who witnessed and took that video. And, you know, again, she couldn't get in touch with the guard station, the local guard station there. We put it up and suddenly, you know, we had a prosecution. And that's what's needed. You have to. And without going into too much detail, what did that prosecution result in? A fine? It's still no, it's still ongoing. It's still ongoing, and this is the problem as well. You know, our courts are, are a lot of prosecutions are delayed all the time because our courts are, are so full of different cases going on at the moment, um, and then there's still a backlog, I think, from COVID. Okay, but at least there will be a prosecution, and we hope. Well, there should be a prosecution now with this. You know, and if there were, for instance, um, and because I, I can speak about this because nobody's been yeah. charged, would that result in kind of typically a fine or a ruling from the court that you must never, ever have possession or care of an animal again? Yeah, it depends on the judge on the day. And we would hope that that would be the judge that would, you know, would be very sympathetic towards the animal, which they should be. Like that dog should be taken from that person with immediate effect. And, um, and, and we would hope that the judge would be sympathetic towards that dog okay. and look at seeing the video you could not be you know just on the point with regards to the video finally and this is where we came in there yeah. is a warning on these videos and it's important to put warnings on saying graphic yeah. detail you know yeah. beware so, yeah. and, and that existed on the video so you don't have to look at it then if you don't wish to yeah exactly okay. now, the video is too sad I, I do understand for people I, I put you know I had to put two together to show when it ran around the car as well so I took two separate videos, put them together, and it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> like I had to witness it a few times, just putting them together, and I, and I, you know, I see terrible things. Yeah. But I had tears well up in my eyes. Yeah. It, it was just awful because yeah. you can't help the dog. You know, I, I can, yeah. The dog, dog is tethered to the back bumper, for God's yeah. sake. It is so yeah. cruel and cowardly. Your man's Pardon. got serious cruelty issues, and he also has serious yep. anger issues. Thank you so much, Martina. If you have any updates, no, come back to you. us. 
All right. Thank you. Take care for now. Stand by, Grace. Back after the break. Thank you. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 104 Red FM. Awfully distressing. And the Guardian are continuing to look for witnesses. Although um, I can't go into a whole lot of detail, but apparently the uh, individual involved um, has been identified. Uh, I've even got texts and you can't say much about this, apart from the fact that, uh, um, you know, uh, there could be previous there. We'll say no more about that because nobody's been charged, but um, we'll have to wait and see what the Gardaí do as a next move. Um, I see text coming in and out there. One, is, one in text interests me, and it's uh, about people who wanted to know whether or not the chap who did the video um, actually did anything about it, or worse to that effect. Yes, very much so. Did take the video, confronted your man, was threatened with a baseball bat, uh, obviously, you would back off when that happens, but did then call the guards and somebody else was wondering, did he get the reg of the car? The reg of the car, um, although the video footage that I shared has the reg of the car blacked out. I think the original video footage that was sent to me to my own Instagram page didn't have it blacked out, so it was very evident. But anyway, to answer your question, the witness did also take the reg of the car. Um, but I've been tipped off on a few different things involving the individual, which clearly I can't go into, but you know, watch this space for details. Grace, good morning. Hi, good morning. So How we'll are say you? no more about that. It's very upsetting though, isn't it? Oh, it's devastating. I have two dogs and I went over and hugged both of them. Now, I didn't watch the video because I couldn't do it. But you were asking but questions as to whether the number plays and reporting yeah, the guards. Yeah, the number plays. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you answered, well, I was online here, you answered. It was an up the country, let me just put it this way. It was an up the country reg. doesn't mean that the person is from up the country. In fact, isn't no. from up the country, but the car had an up the country reg. So yes to that, you know, yes to that. Yeah. It's devastating. I have two dogs. Um, one, uh, one is a strain, the other one is a rescue. And like, we're taking them to France on Saturday with us. I went over and hugged them a while ago. One I called Chip because when we got her, um, I took her to the vets. She was a stray. We took her to the vets and she was chipless. So her name is Chip. And they're just adorable. Like there's no, you can't explain how dogs make your, just fulfill your life. And I can't trying to get, in, trying to get into the mindset. Um, I, what, what, like, I'm assuming that he washed the car, right? Okay. Mm. And then what? Pre-planned this, had a rope, tied the rope to what looks like a tow bar, and then the other end of the rope around the dog and decided, I'm going to get two for the price of one here. I'll wash the dog as well. But those jets are powerful. Awful. I actually don't like those jets even on a car because I think... It- they could actually damage the paint. The power of that on that poor dog. That dog's body must be bruised. Yeah, uh, my lovely horse are also saying this morning that the chemicals alone would inflict burns to the skin and the horrific traumatic effect on the poor animal would be hard to describe. But there's chemicals because it's a power wash with foam. It's heartbreaking. And then when the dog starts howling... He keeps at the blasting. He keeps. Oh my god! It's awful. I think the dog should be taken away from a number one, and secondly, ensure that he hasn't got any other animals. Because if that's how that man behaves, he shouldn't be allowed to have animals at all. Well, the guardie will do their job, and they will do it well. But they also would be uh, very much aware that people are appalled by this. Appalled. It's sickening, absolutely sickening. All right, let me talk to Phil. Uh, just before you go, your, your rescue yeah. dogs, were they, were they um, psychologically unwell? Were they physically no, tortured? No, were they, they just neglected? A of, no, a friend of ours. Seemingly the first dog, Benji, he, was in, he went to 
the kennels because the family were Polish, I believe, and they were going back. So he was fine. He came to us. The second one then, Chip, she came into my husband's business and she just hung around, but she wouldn't go, but she was very neglected looking. So then he brought her home and I took her to the vet and we have her six years now and she's absolutely adorable. The only thing I will say about her is if you're walking the roads and a car will come with a tractor, she will almost jump into the side of the road. It's like as if we think maybe she got hit and she was afraid. She's afraid of the noise Mm. of the trailer. Here's here's my problem though. I worry about rescue dogs because you don't know what you're bringing into the home, you know, and that can lead to, that can have devastating consequences for children. It could, it could, but I think in our case we're extremely lucky with the little one we got and she's adorable. Yeah, but is there enough checks being done on the dog before they're given out to families? It's a rescue dog that might appear to be okay, but you can never be 100%. Well, that's true, but I think when it went into the kennels, we got it from a friend of ours, but when it went in, he happened to be in in the um, the kennels at the time, and the dog never actually went into the kennels because it came with its it came with its bed, it came with toys. Ah, yeah, it's a good so, indicator, yeah. So, no, yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were very lucky, okay. and they're both very good dogs. All right, thanks, Grace, thank you. Thanks to okay, Grace, Martina, thanks, to Tracy, Phil, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Have you seen it? Uh, uh, no. You don't want either, it's... Uh, no, I can't, because I had one of my dogs had to be put to sleep on Saturday. Ah, uh, you're very upset by that. Poor old Georgie. Yeah. Georgie, yeah. Well, he had problems for a long time, but as you know, I'm old, and I just didn't want him suffering anymore. I mean, constant vet, you know, trips. Yeah. And he just, he just, his body, he had a lot of problems in the end, and the kindest thing was to put him to sleep. It's the kindest thing, and it is, Phil, you know, don't oh, feel no. bad about that, it is. No, but you see, and I know you get plenty calls when I tell you this, but Georgie always slept in my bed. He actually slept on my pillow. And I know people think that's disgusting. Why do they think it's disgusting? Sure, my dog Jack sleeps at the end of my bed. Uh, never, oh. never invited him to do it. It just ended up just happening that way. And he's been there ever since. Oh. Oh. I thought was the only one. No, and I bet you there's other people listening here. But, it, I mean, it's perfectly normal, I think, isn't it? Well, I, I love, well, I have a rescue dog. You could hear her barking out there now. And I rescued her from a bad situation. And let her up on the pillow next to you as well, or the end of the well, bed. She, no, she, only, she would only sleep at the end. She wouldn't come up yeah, onto the pillow. Yeah. Don't you be at all worried about what other people might think about what you do in your life. You do whatever yeah. makes you feel good. Feel good, but old Georgie was sixteen, I think. Is that right? He was, yes. Um, I inherited him because the, the people that owned him were going to Australia, and they didn't want to take him. So I heard from somebody else that Miss Georgie had nowhere to go. Were you so, there when Georgie went to sleep? No, no. Just a friend had took him down at the end. Yeah. And um, I had done through three weeks now. He was running into every piece of furniture. Yeah, he know. was trying to run out uh, to the glass and the, you know, the, the doors, the patio doors. And he was crying and he was barking and he was in pain. Mm, totally. So, yeah, totally. And I, I couldn't take that. Now, I've, I'm, in, I'm housebound for over three years because I have long COVID. Yeah. And 
I just couldn't see it. I mean, the last thing I wanted to do, I said, we'll be able to manage something. I care for him. I'll do everything. But in the end, I couldn't deal. I know, I know. I just had to... It was the kindest thing for him. And you're heartbroken, obviously, you would be, I know. The the old long COVID is a dose, though, is it? Nearly three and a half years now. No no energy? No headaches, sickness. I've been sick now again, about an hour ago, into the bathroom. Um, I can't eat. No, I'm still very, very sick. And there's nothing they can do about it. And, and you know, I've, I've been in hospital a couple of times. But, and was it COVID uh, or was it a reaction to the vaccine? Oh, no. I had COVID before I got the vaccine. Yeah. I got all my vaccines then. And I, of course, me, I thought everything will be okay now. But it never improved. So I'm totally housebound now. And... I don't know if you can even imagine what it's like not to have Georgie lying next to me. Because they were my saviors, my dogs. Through the COVID period, yeah. I know. I mean, nobody. I live on my own. And I... It's just, it's terrible, but at least I have Tilly. She's just got out the back there. I can hear her, yeah. Go on off off and look after her and mind yourself. Stay in touch, though, Phil. Yeah. Right. Oh, thank you very Take much, Neil. Thank you for highlighting. That person should be tied to the back of a car and the same done to him. Well, I'd say and there's that, a lot of people who would agree with you. Yeah. That, yeah. Mind the judge, that should be his sentence. Yeah, see and how I he likes it. And hope him and deal with yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't say Neil. Uh, okay, and thank you very much, Okay, Neil. okay, fair play, Phil. Take care. Just, um, you think that's weird that people would have dogs on beds no. or sleeping on pillows? No, not at all. I used you to have... think it's weird? Uh, Claire. I, I think Claire's trying to get a headset but no Claire you don't think it's weird at all I mean I used to have we used to have cats and uh, they used to uh, sleep at the end of the bed uh, not about her and one I of the disrespect to cats now but that no really no no I just oh, don't God. get I just don't get cats I just don't get uh, them. Well, they're sneaky critters <laughs> well the, 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 we used to have a cat that was more like a dog like he would roll over and let you rub his belly and he, you, you come home from work and he'd be screaming but they talk about um, they talk about fleas or dog hair or bad for your sinuses or you know you don't know what the dog might be carrying and oh, but sure like you get that anyway do you know if you're working if you're working around dogs or if you're doing anything you're going to get pick up something somewhere sure isn't that good for your immune system yeah I mean I, I kind of I, I wasn't all I wasn't a huge fan at the start of the dog at the end of the bed but it was a small little pup kind of thing but um, but, no. but over, over time then you get worn <laughs> down by other party members the um, the cat we used to have uh, Merlin he was a he was a Russian blue so they're black and he used to be known as Merlin because when we got him first he used to constantly disappear we couldn't find him <laughs> he kept hiding on us so we called him Merlin he grew to love us but he used to actually climb, he used to get down the end of the bed then he'd sneak his head under the covers and then he'd climb up the oh, covers yeah, your man until now he got up to the under, pillow your man yeah. goes under the bed now under, yeah. the, co- under the duvet he'd oh, yeah. sneak up in the pillow and he'd literally spoon you like he'd Thanks, be, he's, be <laughs> <laughs> they think they're humans but Same. your dog is like an indoor dog like it's like a house dog as well you know like our dogs at home would always have been outdoor dogs always in the garden big sturdy big sturdy character will be dogs <laughs> you know so like you know in that sense if we had them in, in the house or in the bed they'd be you know wouldn't really be suitable they'd be filthy like but if I did have an indoor dog yeah I'd probably have to an indoor bed. clean one as opposed to dirty outdoor but dogs yeah uh, I still would have nearly snuggled into him anyway <laughs> sleeps, sleeps to her on a vein uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I hear. <laughs> steady on, steady on. Text uh, 0868104106. Back after the break. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818104106. It would be a wonderful thing if there were more Gardaí, and then we, of course, would be able to cover more aspects of crime, including crime against dogs, but there aren't enough. And, of course, um, we've heard all too often these days that it's very difficult to recruit people into Ungarda Shikona because the terms, conditions, the pay, the working conditions, the hours, the stress involved, the issues that they have to deal with on an ongoing basis. You would think that's what you sign up to. Fair enough. But pay them properly. Somebody sent me a, a photostat, a photocopy of a Garda advert in Russian. Doesn't surprise me. Um, and uh, I even had the translation of it, uh, telling people, uh, translated the Russian into English for me. Being a police officer is hard work, but it's work, work worth doing. You can apply until the 14th of April at publicjobs.ie. But not only do they have job applications for Angarda Shikona in Russian, they also have job applications in Spanish, uh, Ukrainian. Russian, obviously, Romanian, Portuguese, Polish, Lithuanian, Latvian, Italian, German, French, Chinese and Irish. Somebody cutely was suggesting to me, why would you be doing that for people who don't speak English? I don't know anything about that. But of course, we have many nationalities living in Ireland now. um, And why wouldn't they be entitled if there were nationalities living in Ireland to also become members of Ungarda Shikana? With regards to other texts already this morning on the quiet coach, the story regarding the quiet coach an Irish rail. Apparently, one of the issues that people have with the quiet coaches, and I was reading it this morning, is, and I'm quoting um, Irish rail, they're saying, complaints were also made about children with disability creating noise by rocking or shouting. Um, and passengers were believed, some passengers at least, believed that this wasn't acceptable in a quiet coach. Uh, morning, we sat in the quiet coach last week. Didn't realise it until we sat there that it was the quiet coach. My ASD son played his iPad at the loudest volume and stimmed the entire journey. Stimmed as in, that's that rocking motion. What the texter doesn't say, though, is did any of the other passengers react or complain about that? Yes, the food trolley is back. So your man on the intercom telling us ad nauseum that snackina August drinkina is available. Whoever said silence is golden was spot on because it's Osquilka. Is that the is that how you say it? Snackina August drinkina. I would have thought it would have been snackina August Jok. But I'm open to correction. Uh, morning, I worked in various parts of Europe and the Netherlands. There are silent Carriages. You cannot talk to another person, read a book, or watch Netflix with earphones. You cannot. People in the carriage would tell you to be quiet if you even started talking to another passenger. <laughs> so thank you for that. I must try out this quiet carriage. I'd love it. Thing that I hate is the people roaring into their phone, literally roaring. Oh, and worse than that, the ones that are roaring into their phone and the person they're talking to, they have on speakerphone. Do they think that they are completely alone in the world? They don't have people around them. Um, And there's more then uh, with regards to other topics this morning. President Joe Biden's gaffe about the black and tans was, in my estimation, mild. By comparison to our Leo during his visit to the White House on St. Patrick's Day, his snide remarks about the former President Bill Clinton's conduct during his tenure in office was glazed over by our press. I personally was disgusted and ashamed of our Taoiseach's rude remark. It was pure stupidity. It was his remark about interns and Bill Clinton. On another point, I believe the Dawes should be allowed to question President Biden after his speech today. 
question him on his support of Israel, long stay in Iraq for their oil, the bombing in Syria and driving the West into the Ukrainian war. Uh, And we are not in NATO, putting it mildly, ruling the West. He really is. And he is certainly ruling our little country. Um, So there's that one. Uh, And then many then with people reacting to the dogs abuse um, at the petrol station. I would have power washed him for 12 hours. He is nothing but a nutter. If that was me filming it, I'd have got out of my car and broken his neck. Well, the man did get out of the car and um, confronted him, at which stage this individual, this person, this human being, if you can call him that, went to go and get a baseball bat. Just one or two more on that. In relation to the claim that the guards didn't take it seriously, your man was gone, so their response was right. A complaint should be made at the local guard station. If he was still there, it would have been a different story with regards to Angarda Shikona. It's disgusting. They better find the dog and save the dog. Fair play to the person who challenged him. I would also get the pic of his face and share it too, says Eilish in County Waterford. Neil, please, please do keep us updated on this story. It is so awful. The law should be much harsher on these people who abuse animals, the poor dog. And the fact that the dog was tied to what looked like a tow bar so he couldn't get away or defend himself makes it all the more horrific. Uh, Those people are getting away with mistreating animals since time began. It's our own fault for sucking up to them, plus all of this PC crap. Uh, I think that text is suggesting um, uh, something that I can't actually develop as a storyline because um, it could be detrimental to a court report. Uh, but we'll say no more than that. You probably can interpret what he is saying, though. Um, there are more texts on this. Yes, people are cruel. Just look at what happened to that Romanian woman in Limerick. Thank God they got the non-national who reportedly did the deed. Um, does it matter whether that person was non-national or national, I wonder? As for Joe Biden saying the black and tans, let's see who the black and tans are like if the likes of um, people get the 39th Amendment to the Constitution across the line. Across the line. <laughs> I was amazed at how people can interpret stories. Uh, Ask Neil what his issue is with rescue dogs. What's his problem? The rescues are on their knees at the moment and they need help. They get every dog checked out and they make sure that every dog is suitable for the new owner. Well, thank you for that. I'm learning every day. Keep us posted, Neil, that poor dog. Back to the phone lines we go before quitting time. Tony, good morning. Can you hear me okay? It's not great. Just hold on there. I'll come straight back after the break, see if I can get it clearer. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Let me see if that's any better. Tony, good morning. Neil, how are you doing? Oh, that's fantastic. That's brilliant. Listen, people will abuse anything. They've been, I've had stories in the past where people were abusing, say, for instance, uh, disability passes. Others were uh, obviously abusing, your, your topic of conversation is abusing um, loading bays. Others then were abusing, well, but that, that's just the way people react. But it's got very bad, apparently. You have a number of vans, do you? Yeah, Neil, we run um, we run a fleet of ten refrigerator vans around the city. There, we deliver for uh, cash and carry companies, uh, fresh produce companies. Um, you know, so like we, all our stuff is fresh produce, right? So it has to be delivered over a refrigerated van, right? Yeah. No, um, we are receiving fines there. Look, yeah, we park illegally, right? We have to park illegally to get Why? the, the product to 
to get the product as close as we can to the to the premises. We'll say, you know, we, we, there's a, a couple of different places. We go on McCorton Street now. Since the pandemic there, they've widened the, the footpaths for outside dining, so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. There are two loading bays. Now, the problem with the loading bays is if you operate a commercial vehicle, you can park for 20 minutes or so in these loading bays, right? Now, the whole situation needs to change. They need to rebrand those loading bays as delivery bays. Because reason being, there's no manufacturing in Cork, so there's nobody doing collections as such. Very, very few people are doing collections. We're delivering into restaurants. They're more likely to be unloading bays, aren't they? They're, yes. So they should be delivery bays, I would class them as not loading bays, right? Because if you have a commercial vehicle, you can park in any one of these loading bays for 20 minutes or so. So, right, you've got the guy down who's green and he might go for a quick cup of coffee. So once he's driving a delivery van, he just park in the loading bay and he'll go off have his coffee. He's not a legitimate user of that facility, but because it's a commercial vehicle, he's quite entitled to do it. How long can he stay okay. there, or she for that matter? About 20 minutes, normally 20 minutes. And is there a good chance that after that 20 minutes, there'll be a fine? Yes, but he's not a legitimate delivery person. Oh, I know that, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious about the time limit. Is, is it imposed? Yes, it would be imposed. Now, what we've done from time to time, right? Yeah, we park illegally because it's fresh frozen product we deliver, right? Um, so if we park illegally anywhere, we are fined. And have you been because getting we fines? Park, we might park on a double yellow line. We might park on a footpath, whatever, right? But I'll give you an instance so we go back to McCorton Street. We used to park down in Patrick's Key. There are no two loading bays on Patrick's Key there are sit down area and we walk up to put the product then up onto McCorton Street yeah okay so right what can we do now so you got um, you got a box of frozen frozen food at minus 18 degrees and especially in the summertime you've got to walk maybe for 10 minutes with that to do the delivery yeah all because people are toting the delivery bays but those that are in the delivery bays they're not motor cars or anything they're vans are they in most cases, their vans, motor cars will be will be summoned immediately by the by the, the wardens, right? But again, as I said, they're not making a delivery, so why should they have to? And how many fines are you getting, Tony? Oh, the past six months we've got one or two a month at eighty euros, right? Now, if I take eighty euros off, what I make out of that van for the day, I'm as leave it at home. No, no, there's no again, point doing it, yeah, yeah. Worse yeah. again, if I pass it on to a driver, it's hard enough to get drivers to do this type of work. But if I pass that on to my driver, 80 euros, he may as well stay at home for the day. And the key areas are issue of issue are McCurtain Street. We, I think you mentioned McCurtain the Grand Parade, Street, did the you? Grand, the Grand Parade. For instance, I, I deliver machinery over a truck. I was making a control delivery there and said we a monument. I was actually parked in next to the monument off the street in the truck the other day and I sat for an hour doing the delivery waiting. And uh, I observed outside the uh, English market and outside um, the pad. There's a lot of uh, loading bays along there. And I sat there and there was definitely vehicles parked there that shouldn't have been parked there for an hour. So you see the delivery vans, especially the, the guys delivering to the English market with refrigerated vans. Yeah. You see them drive around trying to get a parking yeah. to make the delivery. Yeah. You know, all my vans are clearly marked. And what are the people who, who park up in the, the the loading bays doing? They just park up the van and they're off about doing their own personal. Yeah. Maybe go for a brief meeting somewhere or maybe do a little bit of shopping. Would it pay people to have vans themselves as opposed to cars? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to do something quick inside in the city, you use a van, 
you're jumping a, a loading bay, there's no cost for 20 minutes and away you go. Okay, okay. There is no kind of set down for cars for 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, there no, is actually. Well, there, there is, is there, actually. There's, there's one on the mall. There's one on the mall, yeah. Again, the mall is, a, the, the, there's very, very few uh, delivery bays in the loading bays in the mall. There's very, very few there again. So yeah. again, like if we're delivering, there's a lot of food outlets, as you know, on Oliver Plunker Street. That's another one. We go into Oliver Plunker Street. The ballots come up there just at 11 o'clock in the morning. Or you've had vans inside there before 11 o'clock doing deliveries and... Anything after 11 o'clock, they're subject to getting a fine, a parking fine of 80 euros. Okay, I'd love to hear from more people who work for a living like you that are transporting different goods, perishable and non-perishable, and can't get parked up. What would solve it? We are legitimate. Like, we we are legitimate what we do inside her, and and I'm paying the price for it. Now, a lot of these guys we deliver to, they're the ethnic restaurants. Like, where they work late at night, so they don't open until after 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. So we can't get in there earlier. No, it's not the first story I've hold, heard. I know of people that are delivering fish into the city and they're coming from West Cork and they're coming from South Kerry and places like that. And they're at, they have big, big refrigerated units. They're delivering to lots of restaurants and they're plagued when they come into Cork for exactly the well, same yeah, reasons. It's like the council, I spoke with the fines department, but I can't get to anybody, right? Nobody, I can't get a direction to go. Um, I've spoken to the, to, the, to the fines department and... All they say is, look, you can appeal it. You can't appeal it because if you're parked, in, if you're, if I'm parked illegally, I'm parked illegally, and that's it. But the 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 traffic wardens need to pay more attention, in my opinion. They need to more, pay more attention and use a bit of initiative. You see a fridge van; it's quite easy to recognise them. They have a big unit onto the top, and in my vans, they're refrigerators and transport on the side. We need a bit of slack being caught with us, like because we are not parked. But that- but they, but they're fining you, so they must also be fining the person who's gone off for the cup of coffee, no? Yes, yes. But the problem is that person gone off for the cup of coffee is restricting me, and that's why I have to pack it. Yeah, and that's your appeal. I understand what you're saying. Okay. No, okay. it's very, very simple. There's a simple way out of this. It's extremely, extremely simple way out of it. The council need to, or the whoever, need to go away and rebrand these bees as... Uh, delivery base. Okay, okay. You are there to make a delivery. Okay. So if the if the if the one will come along and he doesn't and he sees somebody packing up and he does not open the back of his van to take something out to deliver it. Pounce. There's no manufacturing, so there's no deli- there's no goods being collected with him. Pounce on him all over him like a rash. Absolutely. All right. Because like that's where we are, and it's costing us a fortune at the moment. Um, I can't appeal it if I pass it on to my driver. To drive a miserable stay at home. All right. Okay. You okay. Know? Let's get well, some like, more calls I, I on it, but it's an appeal for me to come. On where I could go, because I, I meet with the council. I have no problem in meeting with them. But the, 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 the easiest way to hold that is rebrand these loading or um, delivery bay as opposed to loading bays. Yeah, and get people to cop on and stop abusing them. And get people to cop on. But the, the, right. the, the traffic wardens need to cop on a little bit as well. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, texture here says, good say, man, Tony, good man, Tony. I'm driving around right now looking for a loading bay. I've been driving for 15 minutes and he's right. Somebody texting saying they're seeing exactly what you're talking about. I'd encourage other people to get in touch, but my apologies. I'm out of time, Tony, but thanks for the story all the same. Appreciate it. No problem at all. All right, good luck. I hope it improves following your call out. But do get in touch if you're having uh, plagued with the same issues. Mind you, as I say, people will abuse all sorts of things. I remember recently in the past talking about people who have been abusing disability passes for parking open places. Others, of course, another topic we did was people who abuse free travel passes. And don't even start on the mother of all rows, the childless people who park in mother and baby spots um, and just couldn't be arsed because they're too damn lazy to park properly. And they abuse that system. 
system as well. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. If you have a story to share, you can always email neil at redfm.ie. We'll round off the week tomorrow. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.